in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other once scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome into the Sportsocracy. It is the beginning of another week, and that means a mock draft Monday here in the Sportsocracy. And this one is a spicy, spicy. <laughs> yes, it is. We've got. Uh, We've got all your latest in the world of the NFL weekend recaps coming your way as well here in the program. Uh, We thank you all for tuning in with us here on 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. And the Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We're also seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportocracy.com, click that live video link, subscribe to the channel, and that way you can join us in the chat. Plus, you get all those uh, alerts whenever we are live, 3 to 6 here in the Ingles studio. And, um, yeah, yeah. So the final four, baby, that's, uh, uh yeah, don't care. Don't even kind of care. That's, 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 that's the end that's of this show. Stuff. I'm going to do my best to not say obscenities <laughs> on live air. Uh, and Lamar Jackson. Wow. Uh-huh. Okay. So, the, I mean, this, this escalated quickly as uh, no, the anchor. It didn't. It, it's th- th- what happened here. Look, I've been on the phone all day. Because I started getting a little birdie told me something weird is happening in Vegas and I can't quite put my finger on what it is. And it's fluctuated all day. So everything I'm getting ready to say may fly right out the window. But as it currently sits, I have seen the Ian Rappaport report that they were actively negotiating last week. I got all of that. But a little birdie told me something, and that is today's opening drive. The opening drive always brought to you by Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville. Go to 629 Brevard Road. Check out the showroom, or you can check them out online, andersonnissan.com. Just mention the sportsocracy when you go in to do your deal for your brand new car or your certified pre-owned vehicle. And they'll give you $250 on top of your trade-in, just what, for mentioning us. Whether you're after a certified pre-owned like Tanksters over there, or if you want a brand new 2023 Pro 4X Nissan Titan like mine, which is the largest, most comfortable, elegant ride on the road, you can find all of these things at 629 Brevard Road. Just tell them the two formerly fat guys from the Sportsocracy sent you. Lamar Jackson tweeting out today that uh, he's he's had enough, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't want to pay me what I think I'm worth, mm-hmm. and so I am demanding a trade from the Baltimore Ravens. None of that's new. That is not in any way new information. Behind closed doors, a lot of us have known this, that this ain't going so well because they're not even in the ballpark. When I say they're not close – I'm talking about they are an NHL franchise apart. (laughs) That is how far apart these negotiations are. None of that's new. Here's what's new. Something has happened in the negotiations. What that is depends on who you talk to. And today, Lamar chose violence. Because he sent out that tweet the second Jim Harbaugh hit the uh, 
the podium at the owners' meetings. Mm-hmm. That, that seemed weird to you? That that ironic timing? I'm sure he didn't know. I mean, I'm sure there's not a schedule somewhere that tells you exactly what time. He's done. He's done to done, done to done, done, done. Will not play another down for them. Done. It's over. Now the question is, where do we go from here? I have laughed out loud on this show for weeks at the thought that there's not a team in the NFL that would be interested in Lamar Jackson Mm -hmm. because that is stupid. What was the impediment? The money. No, it's not really the money because, you know, we keep talking about he wants fully guaranteed. He tell you that? You, you ever got him in writing saying that? No. Because I've been told that's not true. Okay. What he doesn't want is to be insulted. And that's what he feels like is happening. Facts don't care about your feelings. Mm-hmm. This is much like when you get into a spat with your spouse. They feel one way. You feel one way. Then what actually happened only kind of matters. And that's where we're at. So now the question that, that I have been asking all day and then the betting market started floating around indianapolis doesn't make even a lick of sense why because indianapolis can get a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal and uh, okay so let's say shane steichen wants a 2.0 version of jalen hurts there's two of them there's two of them and he knows I, i can sit right here and get one of them that doesn't make any sense why would i give up the fourth pick in a draft for a quarterback that I then have to pay $250 million to. Why do you think the New York Jets are gristling so much at giving up the 13th pick for Aaron Rodgers? It's not because for a year he won't be great. I am now inheriting your headache. So what he is actually worth is completely irrelevant. This is much like when you go to find a job. You might think you're worth $30 an hour, but unless you can find somebody to pay that to you, then you're not. And that's the problem with Lamar is that he has done all of these things to be a headache. And so teams like the Jets and the Colts and the New England Patriots, which I keep hearing that and it is comically stupid to me, they're all looking at this going, okay, so you not only want me to inherit your headache, I'm not saying anything about the player. Not only do you want me to inherit your headache, I have to give you two first round picks to do it and then pay him $250 million. Do you see how stupid that sounds when I say it out loud? But there's one team that doesn't necessarily have all of those options. And I saw Stephen Tao in the the comments say, the Baltimore Ravens don't negotiate with terrorists. You're right, but you know who will? The Tennessee Titans. (laughs) Sounds insane when I say it, doesn't it? So Tennessee's going after Lamar. Sounds completely insane when I say it, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, from 1 to 32, where does this roster rank? Uh, the new GM basically, six. Rand Carthon basically said, anybody on this roster can be had for the correct price, right? It happened over the last mm-hmm. few days. Mm-hmm. Why has there been no traction on any of their players? We talk about Kevin Byard. We talk about Jeffrey Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons is one of the five best defensive tackles in this league, and he's 26 years old. You're telling me that if they were willing to deal him, there wouldn't have been some traction there? Because if you believe that, I have a bridge to sell you. Because there's a team, I'll go Chicago Bears, that still have a lot of money, still have a big hole at that position. 
You're telling me they couldn't get a pick for Jeffrey Simmons? Mm-hmm. Really? They couldn't get a pick for Kevin Byard? Somebody wouldn't take on that? If they wanted to just tear down the roster. I don't believe they do want to tear down the roster. I believe they look at this roster and go, we are still competitive. And they made calls. And they didn't like what they heard back on Jeffrey Simmons. They didn't like what they heard back on Kevin Byard. And they really didn't like what they heard back on Derrick Henry because it was roughly a fifth-round pick. And you're going to pick up some of the salary. So now they're looking around going, how much worse are we actually than the teams in our division? How much better is the Indianapolis Colts roster than theirs right now? No. Oh, wait, it's not. It's, it's not better. How much better is the Houston Texans roster than their roster right now? Oh, it's not. Oh, it's not. Jacksonville's is a little better. It's young. Now you add Lamar Jackson to Tennessee. Now whose roster is better? I have it on good authority. And before you tell me I'm out of my mind, I'd be remiss if I didn't point out. I was the first person in American media to say Deshaun Watson was going to Cleveland. My my Georgia Bulldog black and red friend over here can directly attest to what I just said. Yes, you were. Lamar Jackson's the next quarterback of the Tennessee Titans. And I'll tell you exactly how it's going to go. Okay. It's two first-round picks. That's the mm-hmm. cost. They're yeah. not coming off of that. Absolutely. But there's a there's a leverage point here that nobody's talking about. And I'm going to go to the same thing that I just said with the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers. Your implicit thought of what leverage is is not how the NFL works. The Baltimore Ravens are leveraged here to a point because they have three guns pointing at them, and anything they do yields something bad. All right, if we cave to Lamar Jackson, he now owns the franchise. Because if we give him exactly what he wants, now we have an injury-prone quarterback that we've paid a bajillion dollars to, and our roster is eroding around him, and we didn't win with it the way it was. If we allow him to sign an offer sheet somewhere else and match it, now I'm stuck with whatever it is that you concocted in your head. Because somebody will eventually do it. Can't tell you it'll be this week. Can't tell you it'll be next week. Somebody will eventually go, I need a quarterback. I'll give it to Lamar. I've got the salary cap space. Now free agency's over. I don't care if you hang up my space now. It doesn't matter. Because there's not somebody else out here I'm chasing. Because if I fail on Lamar, I'll go chase Kirk Cousins or Matthew Stafford or one of these other guys. And that deal's going to be here up until September the 1st. There's no rush on this whatsoever. And then there's the possibility of if you let him go. If you just let him go, what do you get back? All right, so with the Tennessee Titans, you'll get back the 11th pick in this draft, which is not a great draft. Mm-hmm. And when do they do it? When do we enact this? Is it possible that they do it after the draft, and now I'm getting a pick next year and the, the year after that? Could. Could. You 100% well could. could. 100% could. That would be the smart play. Oh, it would definitely be the smart play. Or, or, or. Do I tell Lamar, let's let's be done with the offer sheet thing. All right, the, the exclusive rights. We've now pushed each other to the center of the table. We've proven our point that nobody was going to sign you to that fully guaranteed deal. Now let's let's be really honest here. Is it possible that they still reunite with each other? Absolutely. Is it also possible that right now they're telling Lamar Jackson, go find the deal. Go find the deal. Get us two first-round picks because there is something we can do in this draft that will make us, that will sustain us for the long haul. Yeah, and I have it on good authority that that's exactly what is getting ready to happen. So the little birdie, the little the little government drone, told Flostradamus in his tinfoil hat that the Tennessee Titans are the a number one landing spot for Lamar Jackson. What is that? Um, what is that phrase that I use all the time? 
when you hear hoofbeats, it makes a lot more sense to assume horses than zebras. Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson did this. There are certain things that I'll use a divorce because, well, I'm kind of an aficionado on that. (laughs) There are certain things that you don't do in public. You can argue behind closed doors every single day. The day you start embarrassing each other at dinner parties, it's over. Mm -hmm. And it's been over. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happened today. Hoofbeat. The Tennessee Titans have the most clueless roster I have ever seen in my life. Because it's half good and half bad, and it's really thin, and it's old. You're telling me you think they're going to tra- they're going to give up the same amount to get to three to get a rookie with that roster that they could give up to get Lamar Jackson? But but the money they have 130 million dollars in cap space next year. What have we learned about salary cap? The numbers are made up, and it really, really matter. don't matter. Yeah. So I kick everything down the line. Post June one cut on on Ryan Tannehill. There's no rush. No one's paying that. No one. Yeah, I'll carry an $18 million dead cap charge this year if I cut him before June 1st. Do you know what it turns to after June 1st? $9 million. So I save $9 million by designating that tag. Then I have nine figures in cap space next year. I don't care about the money. If I'm the Tennessee Titans, I don't care about the money. I want to be competitive because when this goes bad, it's going to go bad, but bad, bad, but bad, 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 because you've drafted horribly for five years. There's no other landing spot. There's not another spot that makes even vague sense. New England Patriots, you're telling me Bill Belichick is going to go get a guy that, by choice, chose to not play a playoff game. Okay, we obviously know a very different version of Bill. You obviously know a very different version of Bill than I do. Indianapolis, I don't have to. The most valuable commodity in all of sports right now is a young quarterback on a rookie deal. I'm going to get one of those. There are four. I picked four. Is it possible that I give my that I get my my fourth choice? Absolutely. Absolutely it's possible I get my fourth choice, but what is the real difference? What's the difference between Anthony Richardson and Will Levis? They're both risky as hell. Like no, just straight up, they're two of the riskiest draft prospects I've ever seen. I was more thinking the difference between Lamar Jackson and Anthony Richardson. That's the Will point. Levis. That's the point. What is the difference between Lamar Jackson, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson? I know what I'm getting with one, mm-hmm. but it's expensive. Mm-hmm. My roster is already expensive. I'm giving up the 11th pick in a bad draft. Baltimore thinks my pick will be in the top 10 with Lamar. I don't. I think I'll win the division with Lamar. Horses, not zebras. Which leads me to the second part of this, which is also why we're doing Mock Draft Monday. What's in it for Baltimore? I have a thought. I'll tell you what it is. After the break. You're in the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. It's time to discover the convenience and time savings of contact-free pickup with Ingalls Curbside. Just visit shop.ingles-markets.com or download the app. And your Ingalls personal shopper gets to work with specialized training on how to select the freshest items for a pre-scheduled pickup. They'll even text you with updates. You pull up to a designated space and your personal shopper delivers your items right to your vehicle. Fresh, fast, and affordable. It's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. 
I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. The Sportsocracy. These guys are a f***ing disgrace. It is ESPN Asheville. This is the Sportsocracy. And Lamar Jackson could be headed out of Baltimore. He is demanding a trade since they're not going to pay him. It's obvious (laughs) that he's not getting the money that he wants. No one else has come forward so far in the negotiating period to offer him what he wants. And now he's... Feeling disrespected, and he wants to go home. Yep, and today was the day that Mommy and Daddy yelled at each other at the dinner table. This is when it was over. So, I've already told you why Tennessee would do this. Now, I, you know, it is Monday. Mondays are mock draft Mondays. And I feel like this is as good a reason as any to do a mock draft. Absolutely. Because let's just say, you know, it's it's March we got FAU and Miami in the Final Four. <laughs> so we're not flush with things to talk about here. All right, so let's just say, just for argument's sake, say Tennessee comes to an agreement with Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. You'll pay him. We don't have to worry about it. And you go to Baltimore and say, we'll give you our uh, the 11th pick in this draft. We'll give you our first-round pick next year. That's the offer sheet amount. We don't have to play this game. You get what you get. I pay it. The headache goes away from you. Who says no? In that scenario, who says no? No one. There you go. Nobody says no. Nobody says no because it doesn't make sense. You're taking my headache. Now, if I'm Baltimore, I have number 11 and I have number 22. Hmm. It's weird. There's a team at number three that really wants to trade out of there. And now you have two first-round picks to entice them to do so, which is exactly what they would do. So Baltimore would trade up to three with the Arizona Cardinals. They would give 11, 22, and 86. The thought to me that Tennessee was ever going to do, and this is one of those things that I hear so many things behind closed doors that don't make any sense. There's a fragment of truth to all of it. But it never made any sense to me. Why would a team with this old of a roster, why would they make this move? Why would you do that? Tennessee goes up there to get Anthony Richardson, who's probably not going to legitimately be ready to play for a, I'll be nice and say a year. Mm-hmm. I'll be nice and say a year. Unless he's in a system that's already completely earmarked for a quarterback just like this, which is exactly what the Baltimore Ravens are. Because at the net net, what is Anthony Richardson? As a prospect, he's a bigger, arguably faster Bigger armed version of Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. He's the same project. I've already seen us do this. Now I get him for five years, incredibly cheap. 
Carolina ain't taking him. Okay, all of that smokescreen, that's not happening. C.J. Stroud and Josh McCown are already picking out houses in Charlotte. So that's how that's going to go. Stroud will go one to the Carolina Panthers. Bryce Young will go two to the Houston Texans. And then at three, you got the the little Baltimore Ravens here who have a really good, talented roster and a bunch of players that haven't signed yet. Marcus Peters, Calais Campbell, all those veteran players haven't signed anywhere yet. Is that not weird to you? Is that not a little strange? All of these talented players. Calais Campbell, I think he's gotten a stake from every team in the AFC. But he hasn't signed anywhere yet. And why would that be? So you think he's being told by Eric DaCosta? I can't We're tell you he's something. being told. I just, the Baltimore Ravens never get, they're like baby in, uh, in uh, uh, Dirty Dancing. Mm-hmm. They never get put in the corner. And I don't really feel like they're in it now because be honest with yourself with Tyler Huntley and Anthony Richardson, how different do you feel about that roster right now than you would with Lamar Jackson drastically? Cause I don't not, I, and I don't, I don't even love Anthony Richardson and yeah. I don't feel drastically different. Yeah, about Probably it. not drastically. How do you feel about it for the next five years? Drastically better. There you go. Drastically better with the young guy. There you go. The injuries to Lamar Jackson are the one thing that 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 would give me hesitation and obviously gives every other team hesitation about him. Why would I do this if you can't be healthy at the end of a season? It makes a lot of sense. It doesn't it, it though? It makes a lot of sense. I just don't know that Arizona is the place that you got to that you got to get to for Anthony Richardson. To. Oh, you do. You do? You do. You got to get in front of Indianapolis. Because at the very least, if they're not interested in Anthony Richardson, they're really trying to make it sound like they are. Mm -hmm. Now, I think that's a smokescreen because we are fully in the middle of lying season. I think Indianapolis has already made peace with we're going to get one of the running quarterbacks, whether it's Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. I don't care which one because I can make an offense around them the same way I did with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. Because they do the same thing. One of them is just much faster. That's really the biggest difference between the two of them. They both have cannons. Mm-hmm. Will Levis is, oddly enough, more accurate and has a better throwing motion. In Tennessee or in Baltimore, I don't really care. I, I've given him Nelson Aguilar to throw to. So, I, I mean, it's not like we're going to come out here and run the spread and throw it 55 times to begin with. That's the one offense I look at and go, you know, it makes all of the things make sense. All right, so your first three picks, C.J. Stroud to the Carolina Panthers, Bryce Young to the Houston Texans at two. Number three, a trade up for the Baltimore Ravens with the Arizona Cardinals. They'll give up 11-22 and 22 to get up to three. To they also give Anthony up a pick Richardson. in the third round. Yeah, yeah. Not that anybody 86, cares. 86, I think you said. Yeah, not that anybody cares. Uh, and they'll get Anthony Richardson at three. So now Indianapolis comes on the clock, and they'd obviously take Will Levis. No doubt. And who walks away from this unhappy? I, I, I don't know. Fact or fiction, this really is the know. first solution to all of this that you have seen that made any sense. Yeah. I got walked through this like a small child at about noon today. And at the end of it, I went, I don't think anybody's upset about this. Mm-hmm. Which means it won't happen. Exactly. Because it makes the most exactly. sense because in the world. Because it makes so much right. sense that you just go... Okay, so here's what will actually happen. 
Lamar will sit out the year for some stupid reason. <laughs> Baltimore will play Tyler Snoop Huntley, who will have a grand total of 1,400 passing yards, and they'll go 4-13. and 13. And then somehow they'll wind up with Caleb Williams next year. Right. The Atlanta Falcons make the deal for Lamar Jackson. I just don't think anybody's unhappy about this. I really don't. Everybody gets exactly what they want. My big question about Tennessee is, um, and I think Lisa Evansell put it in the uh, in the comments earlier. Like, so they've spent the off season getting rid of all of the big ticket items, okay, to clear cap space. Tennessee, I get it. yeah, okay. Who are those big ticket items? Be real honest about that. We had Taylor Lewan. Oh, a forty year old tackle who's hurt all, <laughs> all the, the time. time. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, I don't know how they'll ever survive without him. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Um. Robert dude, Woods. Dude from Georgia, the, the center. Well, oh, ben Jones, ben Jones, who's actually older than Taylor Lewan and has drawn, drawn zero interest on the free agent market. He's been tied to the Jets for what feels like since about nine seconds after he got cut. Mm-hmm. Bud Dupree was a part of that. Bud Dupree was awful. Robert now, Woods. Second verse, same as the first. Name me the player that – okay, so let me rephrase this. They've gotten rid of a lot of expensive pieces, mm-hmm. but for why? But for why did they do that? They could have restructured all this and kept this entire team together. Why'd you do that? Oh, because there might be a big ticket item that you're really interested in. And now you need to get Jeffrey Simmons extended because that changes the number on that deal. Mm-hmm. You need to redo Kevin Byard. So maybe you start floating. I mean, listening to trade offers. Nobody, <laughs> nobody somehow ever sends one. Okay. But that's that, I did the same thing you did. Well, they tore the roster down. Mm-hmm. Did they, though? Or did they get rid of a lot of 35-year-olds that really are not Do they have great? anything to replace those guys? That's the question. Now, that's, I don't disagree with you on that. Right, like Taylor Lewan, okay, he may be oft-injured and may be you know, an older lineman in this league, but you're going to drop that off to dude off the practice squad? Like, who, what's your plan? Well, uh, so you know, I, it's it's ironic you ask that because with my little plan, they still have a pick. They have two picks on day three or on day two, excuse me. Guess who they get with those two? Uh, Darnell Wright, the offensive tackle out of Tennessee, and Jalen Hyatt. Hmm. It's, it's weird. That offense looks pretty dynamic now, doesn't it? Not bad. I mean, you don't have a left tackle. You're still looking at Nick Petit Frere or whatever you're planning on doing in, in right. front of him. But I have a quarterback. I have a quarterback, and that team could legitimately win that division. I still think Jacksonville's better. I agree. But that's going to be a tough offense to stop. That would be. It would be. You are in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. First four picks of the draft, according to Flostradamus. Jeremy Green will be quarterbacks. The big surprise, the Baltimore Ravens making first the trade with Tennessee, getting the 11th pick in the draft, and... They have their own at number 22, using both those picks to trade up to three with the Arizona Cardinals and taking Anthony Richardson to replace Lamar Jackson, who, again, goes to the Tennessee Titans. We'll pick up with the non first non-quarterback pick of the mock draft coming up next here in the Sportsocracy. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need simple checking from Home Trust Bank. 
With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years but the same thing applies to cars whether you're looking to buy a car trade in or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust fred anderson nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car they have two on-site managers that work with kelly blue book to give you top dollar for your vehicle you can even have your car appraised instantly at andersonnissan.com stop in and visit them today at 629 brevard road nashville or call them at 828-365-1663 Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. And uh, it's almost baseball season. And Woo! It, and every baseball season, every summer, we celebrate one specific day. Naps. Oh, th- I thought you were going to say things. What's, what's the biggest day of the baseball news year? I didn't know there was one. It's Bobby Bonilla Day. Oh, good every Lord. every year it comes up in conversation. This wasn't nearly as bad of a deal as everybody makes it out to be. <laughs> no, it no. worked out great for Bobby Bonilla. Absolutely, it's it's. it's I think great. Bobby Bonilla is bigger than both of us put together. At every this year he ends up getting one point two million dollars. I think it is uh, in that uh, that deferred deal that he had with the uh, New York Mets, and I think uh, some of it comes from the Baltimore Orioles as well. Um, but. Today is not Bobby Bonilla Day, but I feel like it's we should bring it up because there's another player in or, or former Major League Baseball player who's getting a deferred deal this year, and he's actually one of the highest paid players on the team. Yeah, it's the Cincinnati Reds and it's Ken, Ken Griffey, Griffey Jr. Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. is getting a deferred payment from his uh, deal with the Cincinnati Reds back in 2000. And this year, he's going to get $3.59 million. That makes him the fourth highest paid Cincinnati Red this year. First off, Cincinnati, do better. You're bad. You're you horrible. You are bad. <laughs> uh, I don't even watch baseball, we, and I know you're awful. We talk a lot about relegation or, or, or uh, you know, uh, getting rid of franchises in, in, in the NBA. Maybe we should do that in Major League no Baseball. Doubt. The Cincinnati Reds, the Oakland A's, like all these teams that just don't want to spend a dollar. Make them play the Charlotte Knights because I'm not sure you could beat them. Right. Or can't spend a dollar. Just let's let's send them down. Send them down to AAA level or something. $3.59 million. Good for King Griffey Jr. It's a weird Monday because you told a baseball story that I actually interacted with. And I'm going to tell a story about soccer. Does the name Carlton Palmer mean anything to you? No. No. Didn't to me either. Apparently, he was on the English national team. Scored like 36 goals over the course of his career. Well, now he's 57 years old. And he decided to do what many people, as they, to stay in good shape, 
he decided to run a half marathon. Okay. So they have a half marathon in Sheffield. I have absolutely no idea where that is, but it's somewhere in England. Yeah. So it's a half marathon, 13-mile race. In the first mile, Mr. Palmer had one of those little wristwatch thingies that tells you how fast your heart is beating. His got to 232 beats per minute. I don't think that's good. He had a heart attack in the first mile of this race. Oh, dear. And finished it. And finished it. That's hardcore. You should never buy a beer anywhere else for the rest of your life. <laughs> because I'm not sure you're not a Terminator. Had a heart attack a mile in and then finished 12 miles after the heart attack. Now, his his wife beat him and many others beat him. So he did not run this quickly. Who cares? But who cares? I don't care if you crawled. You went 13 miles whilst to 12 of them you were actively having an infarction. <laughs> I will That's never good. call a soccer player soft ever again, which means well, I'm doubling one. down on the NBA. So Kyrie Irving, going to be a rough spring for you. <laughs> it is a mock draft Monday here in the sportsocracy. It is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. And um, yeah, Lamar Jackson could be on the move as he demands the trade from the Baltimore Ravens today, that's just the uh, the big headline of the day. Oh, so no doubt. We've oh. already had our shake-up at the top of the mock draft. If you're just joining us, the Baltimore Ravens would trade Lamar to Tennessee, get the 11th pick in the draft, then use the 11th pick and their pick at 22 to move up to three with the Arizona Cardinals, and they will get Anthony Richardson, who is Lamar Jackson light. Uh, no, he's actually Lamar Jackson on steroids. He's a very big version of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, we just don't know if he can. Oh, we don't know if he can if throw. He can do Guess it what? Anyway. We didn't know if, if Lamar could throw it's either. That's true. true. By the way, before you tell me I'm out of my mind, can I just tell you a little, a little, a little secret in the betting world? The number on Lamar Jackson's next team, because that's been on the board in Vegas forever. Mm -hmm. It got so much action today, they took it off the board. Eighty percent of the tickets were on Tennessee. Tell me I'm wrong again. Right. I'm not gonna tell you that's how this is gonna go. I'm just taking empirical evidence and forming a hypothesis. And it just so happens to be one that makes a whole mess of sense. So the Panthers had C.J. Stroud at one. Bryce Young goes two to the Houston Texans. Baltimore gets Anthony Richardson at three after the uh, number of trades that they made. And then the Indianapolis Colts get Will Levis at number four. That brings the Seattle Seahawks onto the board here, and they have their choice of what generational defensive player do they want. Well, it's okay. Can, can, we, can we stop throwing the word generational around all willy-nilly? There's two of them. But the generational are they are they generational? They're very good. They could be. one of them is much safer than the other. They have the potential to be. Here's what I'm gonna say: If this draft went this way, I don't know who turns in cards for the Seattle Seahawks, but whoever it is, you would see them high step, Deion Sanders style, to the podium to say Will Anderson's name. Absolutely. And they may not even give you a card. They might just say, let me say it. I want to I say it. Just give me a mic. Um, I want to make sure you don't mess it up. <laughs> because they would be the happiest team in the history of the NFL draft. A guy who in many years could be the number one pick in the draft, but 
because we're quarterback crazy. You got to have those quarterbacks. He falls all the way to five, and no Seattle doubt. is just there and he's to a, reap he's the a benefits. great pass rusher, and in the right system, I think he can be fantastic. There are some red flags where people. There were some penalties. There were some mental lapses, but that's really the biggest drawback. He's even good against the run. I mean, he's a three down, no doubt. I don't care if he stands up, puts his hand in the dirt. I don't care. I don't know that he's ever going to be either of the Bosa's, which might be enough. That that might be enough to make people think he's not as good as he should have been. And to me, that's a great fallacy. It, it really is because I think he's going to be fantastic. I'm just not sure that he'll ever be the best pass rusher in the league, which is what people expect him to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been universally the number one player on the board, yes. especially with Jalen Carter's issues. That's what makes me a little nervous. Uh, we have our first one of these of the day. Nope. I'm your husband. There it is. Uh, it's from Gage. Should the birds trade back and draft Bijan Robinson? I'm going to ask you to put a pin in that, and we'll come back to that momentarily. Apparently, Gage Camplin got my notes, uh, and uh, he knows something that other people don't. The birds. What birds? Eagles. They're, they're a bunch of birds. Talking about the Eagles. Oh, talking about the Eagles. Okay. Yep. Uh, at number six, it's the Detroit Lions. And, and, you know, this is an ideal scenario for them. I <sighs> Jalen Carter's the best talent right here. He also doesn't fit anything Brad Holmes does. Brad Holmes does not deal with guys like this. It's not the culture. It's it just it would fly in the face of everything I've ever heard about Detroit. So I I just I can't do that. Mm-hmm. There is a landing spot for him that makes an infinite amount of sense if you'll just give me but just a minute. So at six, the Detroit Lions take Tyree Wilson. I mean, look, this kid's a freak of nature. He's at six six, ridiculously long wingspan. I, I think a lot of people don't. They don't value him to be as good as he is. Uh, he had one of the highest pass rush win rates in the country on a terrible defense where everybody knew he was the best player on it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he can't tell, if he had been able to run at the combine, which he's got an injury and he's probably not going to be able to run at his pro day either. Yeah, he's got a he's got a foot thing going on. He had to have a procedure done, and he is not participating in the pro day. So he's definitively he not, definitively okay, I had not, seen not that participating today. in the Texas Tech I, I've been day. down the rabbit hole too far today, so I had not seen that. If he had been able to run, I think he would have blown out the combine or the pro day, much like Nolan Smith did, and that wouldn't sound as weird as it does right here. That's my definitive take. I know Lions fans don't like it. you got to talk to your GM because your GM is the one that has just – he doesn't take risks like this, especially not at six with a pick that is absolutely found money from a trade that worked out famously well for you. Tyree Wilson to the Detroit Lions. Number seven – the Las Vegas Raiders. Well, and Las Vegas is sitting here going, well, well, I really hope we like Jimmy Garoppolo because there's not another quarterback to be had. Well, you signed him, so I hope you do. To me, this wouldn't even be a debate. I think the Raiders would high step into the podium just as quickly as, as Seattle did to take Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of Oregon. He's the best cornerback in this class. It's not really debatable. I mean, I've heard some arguments for Devin Witherspoon, and I like the tape. But then you get into the raw height, weight, speed, and scheme flexibility, and Christian Gonzalez is the best corner in this draft, and I don't really think it's all that close. And it fills a huge need for the Raiders. Yeah. Because you couldn't stop a nosebleed with a roll of paper towels at times last year. 
and this helps your pass rushers. One of the things that you have to think about when you start doing mock drafts, because originally I had the Raiders trading up to get Anthony Richardson because the, it is so loud how much they love him. And then I I had to ask myself that question, why do I know that? Why does everybody I talk to tell me that? Because virtually every year when I hear things like that from everybody, they don't pan out because it's smokescreen. The Raiders think they are good and competitive right now. They think this roster is playoff good right now. So why would I take a quarterback that is probably not going to be ready for a year, especially with the weapons I have around him, because there's nothing we have panders into how he plays, him or Will Levis either one. And I might have a completely new front office, a new coaching staff a year from now. Why would I do that? I'm lathered up to make a run in my own head. Now, whether that's delusional or not, that's that doesn't really change the way they're viewing this. How we look at it doesn't change what they think about themselves. Right. So Christian Gonzalez is the best player for this year. Uh, and I, somebody will say Jalen Carter. Um, okay. He got in trouble in Athens, Georgia. Yeah, you want to put him that. in Las Vegas? Not going to do that. I mean, and I like the kid. I've just, I've heard some things that make me really nervous. With the track record that the Las Vegas Raiders have. Oh, And absolutely. I get that that wasn't this front office that no. did it. It doesn't matter. With that track record, you're not bringing in a kid who's already been in trouble. I wouldn't think. Again, this is an organization ran by New England Patriots guys. Bingo. So keep that in mind. If you want to try to make that leap, they're not going to do that. Number eight belongs to the Atlanta Falcons. And now this gets into a long hailed uh, belief of mine. If there is a player with red flags, if there is one team that is willing to take the risk, it is the team that is geographically closest to them mm -hmm. because they have the best intel. Georgia does local workouts with, with Atlanta. That's how that works because they're in the geographic region. I fully believe that Jalen Carter is not as immature of a kid as he has played out to be. It's just a lot of little things that have hit the media, and it's making it look worse than it is. And Atlanta probably will know that better than anybody mm. because they'll be in the building getting the, the best information humanly possible, which is why at eight I have them taking Jalen Carter. You can't deny the talent on the kid. He likes to drive really fast, apparently. Well, I mean, and here's the thing. Uh, it, it ended... He had an event that ended really badly. We have absolutely no proof that he was the impetus of that. He was just there. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of 21-year-old kids that drive cars really, really fast. Yep. There are other things I've heard that I've never been able to substantiate, which is why I don't say them on the show. There are some maturity issues. Atlanta does a phenomenal job of making sure guys are put in the best situation to succeed especially when they have immaturity, things like this. Arthur Blank does not spare any expense in making sure that you are given the opportunities to not make mistakes. That's why there are certain teams in the league that if you make mistakes with them, I judge you harder on that. The Falcons are one of those. Falcons are one of those. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys have always been or have been one of those since Stephen Jones took over. I think Jalen Carter to the Atlanta Falcons is an absolute home run, and I can't unsee it because I think it's a huge need for them. It would make a lot of sense, give them a dynamic player down front. I, I, I get that. I also fall back on, though, because they're the closest, maybe maybe they know more skeletons than we do, and so, they, would, they, so they wouldn't 
they wouldn't go down that path. Who knows? I have been told that Jalen Carter's floor is the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Number nine, the Chicago Bears. I would not have picked this player a week ago, and now there's a lot of momentum because he's really scheme-flexible. Uh, he had a workout that he looked honest. Honestly, you could have convinced me he was 70 pounds lighter than he was. Okay, It's Paris Johnson Jr., the tackle guard, whatever you want to call him, at Ohio State. I think ultimately he ends up playing guard. Or he, he starts playing guard and ultimately ends up playing tackle. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Uh, and, and protecting protecting Justin Fields, having somebody that is that unbelievably athletic. I watched his workout and was dumbfounded how good this, key, this, this kid's feet were. I mean, I saw it on tape, but there wasn't always a great pass rush. Yeah, I know Michigan didn't quite go his way. I got that. All right, I've watched that tape a bunch of times too. But I, I, I do at, at this point. I think he's the safest offensive lineman in the draft. I like Skaronsky better, but he may have to play guard in the NFL. Paris Johnson could be a tackle. Could be a tackle off the jump, and that wouldn't shock me in the least. This is the Sportsocracy, and you are listening on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400, and of course, everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Mock Draft Monday. We got Jeremy's Bangers of the Night in the NBA coming up next. And then after the top of the hour Sports Center update, we will resume the mock draft, the pre Lamar Jackson mock draft. The Lamar made noise mock draft. Yeah. <laughs> Version 76 and a half. We'll pick it up with number 10 uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles after the Sports Center update. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. There's a lot of talk about heroes these days. Hey buddy, you wanna go fishing? The folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy, let me help you. But at Ingalls, we know that a lot of our heroes now you look like a are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget your fish food. Catch a big one. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. 
coffee's the closers only. Get him the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Well, you win some and you lose some. Unless you were me on Friday, and then you don't lose them. 6-0 and against the spread in our Friday picks, and we thank the gambling gods that we didn't have the chance to mess that up over the weekend with the chaos that ensued. We'll have your final four picks on Friday. But tonight we dive back into the NBA, coming off a good week last week. This is Green on Green, brought to you by Ingles Markets. Low prices, love the savings. The Indiana Pacers are a four-point dog tonight against the Dallas Mavericks. If I wasn't riding a hot streak, I probably wouldn't do this, because it is very risky. But hear me out. Indiana still has a chance at making the play-in, which would have been nothing short of a miracle going into the season. Their two best players, Miles Turner and Tyrese Halliburton, are questionable for this game, and I feel like that's reflected in the line. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're going to play because it's getting late early for the Pacers. They're three and a half behind the Bulls for the last spot in the East with seven games to play. Long story short, they need this. As for Dallas, this Kyrie Irving thing has been more of a disaster than I thought. A little over a month in Dallas, and he already has Luka Doncic sounding like Nicholas Sparks pining for days gone by. The Mavs are a mess, just lost two in a row to the lowly Hornets, and there's less chemistry on this team than on most tender dates. Give me Indiana. I'll bypass the four. I think they went out right. Next, Utah's a seven-point dog at home tonight against the Phoenix Suns over under 234. Phoenix shouldn't be a seven-point favorite over anybody on the road until they get Kevin Durant back. I understand DeAndre Ayton comes back tonight, even though I'm not 100% sure that's a positive, and Durant's on track for a Wednesday return. With that being said, I do think Phoenix will win this game, but the line just doesn't make sense. The Suns have dominated this series late, winning eight of the last ten, but these are two completely different teams, and Utah's one of the best in the NBA covering spreads, especially at home. Suns win a bit of a gross fest, but give me Utah plus the seven and under the 234. Finally, my 2023 NBA champion Denver Nuggets are a five-point favorite at home tonight against the Philadelphia 76ers over under 230. Nikola Jokic, greatest player in NBA history, has put himself right back into the MVP discussion with his player over the last couple games, and now they get a chance to make a statement at home where they've been practically unbeatable. They're 31-6 at home, 17-3 in their last 20, and most of those losses had a story behind it. Meanwhile, James Harden and Joel Embiid are both up in the air for this game, and if either of them were to miss it, this could get ugly in a hurry. Philly's only 1-4 against the spread in their last five against the Western Conference, and this is the best team in the West at home. These two are a combined 10-2 hitting the under in their last six games respectively, and this total just feels wrong, and I really don't care who plays. Denver continues on the path to a title. Give me the Nuggets. I'll give the five, and I'm aggressive on the under 230. For more, follow us on all the social medias at the Sportsocracy. And as always, Green on Green is brought to you by Ingles Markets. Love the savings with Ingles. Love the winnings with me. Mull it out. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. 
It is the Sportsocracy, and this is our two of the Monday edition, a mock draft Monday there edition of the program. There you go. You don't bury the lead. It's a mock draft Monday. Uh, draft the season continues hot and heavy here in the Sportsocracy, and with all of the news today about Lamar Jackson demanding a trade from the Baltimore Ravens, figured why not? I mean, it's a mock draft Monday. You got to do the what if mock draft if lamar jackson gets traded how does that affect things and well we saw it at the top of the draft and and here's the question uh if we didn't do this we would be breaking down the uh the the effect of the one two one one press on creighton <laughs> uh yeah i'll pass I, mean, I can do that i don't really want to and i don't think any of you want me to no no we don't um because i think what basketball you did watch this weekend if you watched any of it, you probably had enough for a while. Yep, and uh, don't worry. We'll, we'll get to that later because I've got some yelling to do. <laughs> it is the Sportsocracy 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We're heard in the Ingalls studio, uh, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, and we're also seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click that live video link, subscribe to the channel and join us in the chat, and you can get your reactions into today's Mock Draft Monday. Yes, we had uh, Baltimore making a trade with the Tennessee Titans. Baltimore, or Lamar Jackson goes to Tennessee. Baltimore gets the 11th pick in the draft. And then they trade their two first-round draft picks that they would have after that trade to get up to three with the Arizona Cardinals and take Anthony Richardson. So you had four quarterbacks come off in the top four. C.J. Stroud to the Carolina Panthers, Bryce Young to the Houston Texans, Anthony Richardson to the Baltimore Ravens and the Indianapolis Colts get Will Levis. We've worked our way down to the uh, number 10 pick with the Philadelphia Eagles. And, yes, they have a pick right here, and this won't be the last time that you hear from them. I keep coming back to this pick. With bringing back Bradbury, bringing back Darius Slay, I don't think you need to go corner. It's kind of a hat on a hat. And when you have a pick like this that you got for – that's a trade I look back on and go, I bet New Orleans would would unwind that if they had the ability. It's where you take a swing. And there is a player on the board that I think is a swing and could end up being the best pass rusher in this class. And his name is Lucas Van Ness. But, but he didn't even start at Iowa. I don't care. Watch the film. Every time I see him on tape, I go, he's going to end up with the Philadelphia Eagles. He reminds me of a much more physically gifted version of George Karloftis. Okay. They, they went to Kansas City last year. Yep. Uh, because his just raw ability to win rushing the passer is unlike. I haven't seen many that can do this. Oh, and by the way, he can slide in and play on the inside, too. He is as scheme versatile as I've ever seen. I, I love this kid, and every person I talk to swears to me he's going to go higher than even I think. I mean, I've had people tell me he, that he could end up going eight to Atlanta. Wow. But didn't play a ton of snaps. That That's really the only drawback you can give me, uh, is that in his entire college career, he played 920 snaps. And? So you're telling me that, he, that there's a real good tread left on the tires and he's already this good of a pass rusher with that few snaps. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it would be, do, do I not want an edge rusher in the top 10, especially with a little more experience down I in and down I don't out. care. I don't care. <laughs> I would have taken Will Anderson as a freshman in the top 10. And guess what? I would have been right. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way about Lucas Van Ness. Okay. What I've seen of him is enough for me to go, yep. Especially in a class like this where there is no, there's no real uniformity, uh, I'm in. But if you're an Eagles fan, have no fear. You're not done, and you're not going to have to wait as long as you think. The Arizona Cardinals would have the 11th pick after the trade with the uh, with the Baltimore Ravens. This is the Tennessee pick. This is another team that, uh, uh, ironically enough, this name has played for that team. It's just not the team that everybody associates that name with. Joey Porter Jr., they drop down to 11, get two extra first-round picks, mm-hmm. and still get Joey Porter Jr. That's about as big of a win as I th- believe you will ever see in your life. Absolutely. I, mean, I, like I love it. this kid. He is just a bulldog. He's a number one corner in this league, and if you're telling me you went from Byron Murphy to Joey Porter Jr., even as a rookie, uh, you came out better. You're in better shape now than you were, and I have seen what – Jonathan Gannon can do with a big physical corner like this because he did it with James Bradbury. If you remember, I had Bradbury going to Arizona because he's that role is so important in that defense. Joey Porter's just a rookie version of it. Okay. Number 12. That's the Houston Texans second pick. This from the, uh, the Deshaun Watson trade. I, I genuinely think I'm just going to keep doing this to manifest it into the world. <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure this is who I've had going at 12 in every mock draft I've done. Mm-hmm. It's Quentin Johnston. Because it's the pick that makes the most sense in the world. Because nothing else makes sense. No. Nothing makes sense. If you're going to draft a quarterback, you got to give him somebody to throw to. Well, and it would really help if you're giving him somebody that's not uh, a hat on a hat. And, yeah, you could take in Jigba. He's a slot guy to me, and I feel like you already have two of those. Quentin Johnston's a legit I mean, I've compared him to Julio Jones time after time after time after time. Do you have some drops? Sure. I could say that exact same thing about a slew of receivers that have come into this draft I, I, over the years. I think his high side is Julio Jones. I think his floor is A.J. Green. A faster version of A.J. Green. That's, that's a pretty impressive that's a, floor. That's a nice comp, and <laughs> I hate comps with every fiber of my being. Okay. All right, at number 13. Ah, now we get to that pick that everybody's wanted to talk about. Will the Jets come off number 13? No, they won't. But I think I've come up with a solution that we can all be hunky-dunky with. Okay. Green Bay wants 13. They ain't getting 13. Unless they give you 15 back. So I have the Jets trading 13 with number 42, the pick they got from Cleveland for Elijah Moore. Okay. They get back 15 from Green Bay, and they get Aaron Rodgers. And that's what I think this deal is ultimately going to end up looking like. The Jets are not outright coming out, coming off that pick. They're not doing it. You can believe me or not. If anybody tells you that and you should heed what I'm saying, it's probably me. So this way, Green Bay still gets their two twos, but they get to move up two spots. Correct. They get in front of the Jets. I think they want somebody that is um, 
I think they want somebody they're afraid the Jets are going to take. That it's the only thing that makes any sense that they're so beholden to this pick because they know they're not going to get it. I mean, just outright, the Jets have said we are going to pick in the first round. Mm-hmm. So you, you can you can piddle in one hand and want in the other and tell me which one fills up faster, but you're leveraged here too. So this is a deal that I think works for both. At Zion, just keep, I, I can't keep saying this. You have an asset with no buyers. All right, there's one buyer. One. It's $58 million dead cap hit for you to sit him on the bench. They have as much leverage as you do. This is as good as it's going to get. You can take it or not. Now, there is a conditional pick in that as well, but that goes all the way to 2025, and that's not really worth talking about. Mm-hmm. That would go to if Aaron's on the roster, it's a three. If you go to the Super Bowl, then yeah, you get your one three years from now. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the best it's going to be. Okay. Zion was saying in the uh, in the chat that, yes, the, the he believes the Jets will have to come off of that uh, 13th pick. Yep. I uh, believe that when they traded Brett Favre, too. Uh, that didn't work. Yeah, you don't have any buyers. So, I mean, it, it just it, it irks me to no end. The, well, the Jets are stuck. No, they're not. <laughs> Uh, now you got Lamar Jackson out here too. That, that's had, legitimately in play. And you had Rob Salah today at the owners' meetings in Phoenix. He took the podium. He was uh, talking to the media, and he said, "We're we're good." Yeah, Zion we're said, good. "We can wait, wait until September 1st. Yeah. Robert Salah said the verbatim same thing yeah. today. He said, "We'll wait. We're in no rush to do anything nope. right now. They will get the deal done, and whatever it is, it is, and we're in no hurry." Yep. Because we have the offensive coordinator that we know Aaron knows the system. I just I want you to keep saying this out loud. Twenty five year old Lamar Jackson is gonna get two first round picks because of what you have to pay him. You think thirty nine year old Aaron Rodgers is getting more than a than a pick swap in the first round and a second round pick. Good luck with that. So the thirteenth pick, the Green Bay Packers will select this is one of my favorite pairings of a player with a team just because I feel like he is part of what Green Bay was missing. It's Brian Branch, the safety out of Alabama. And that makes sense what you said, that uh, they want a player that the Jets would target because that has made a lot of sense mm-hmm. as well, the New York Jets taking Brian Branch. I honestly think that's one of the impediments here is that there's somebody they adamantly want and they think either the Jets or the Patriots are going to take him. It could be Nolan Smith. I've heard that one a few times. I'm just reading tea leaves because I know who the Jets are vaguely interested in. And I don't think Green Bay's taking an offensive lineman in in the top 15, but I could be wrong. And they could be just drunk in love on Peter Skaronsky. His grandfather did play there. So, I mean, I guess it could be him. I just don't think so. I don't think so. And, I mean, I hear a lot of the, why would they not take a receiver? How many young receivers you want with uh, basically a rookie quarterback? I'm good on that. If they do that, great. You also have never done it in the history or in the 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 this era of your franchise. So I kind of struggle to believe you're going to do it now. They don't value receivers that way. Yeah, probably should. With Jordan. Again. Probably should with Jordan Love. I mean, you did you didn't want to do it with Aaron Rodgers because you could make anybody work. You you kind of have to do it, in my opinion, with Jordan Love because I don't know that he makes anybody work. Uh, and DNA Tooth Podcast showed why we love him. Uh, he said, just kidding. As long as we walk away with some type of leverage, I'll be fine. It's not like we're a good drafting team in the first round. I love self-deprecation. It's, it's, that always plays well here. 
Number 14, that pick belongs to the New England Patriots. And New England, brace yourselves. This is not Jackson Smith and Jigba, who I, I think it has been in every mock I've done. Yes. It's not this time. I, I sometimes fall into the I like the fit of a player too much with a team, mm -hmm. and then I can't get away from it. Mm -hmm. If this draft went this way, I don't think there is a way on earth that Bill wouldn't take a player that I guarantee you has in, he has in his top eight. It's Peter Skaronsky, the offensive tackle from Northwestern. Oh, but he's too short. Yeah, and Bill just got burned by two behemoths uh, that he was playing at tackle. And, and you know what he quickly learned? Those guys aren't real good in pass pro. I, I've said the entire time I think Skaronsky's a tackle. I got burned on Rayshon Slater. I'm not getting burned on the guy that replaced him. Right. Very athletic for a uh, for a left tackle or a right tackle, whichever. Where, where do you see him playing? Initially, mm -hmm. probably on the right to start, and within a year he's playing on the left. Okay. Then again, I said the exact same thing about Rayshon Slater, and he was the left tackle five seconds after he got there. All right, that brings us to the number 15 pick in the New York Jets making the trade with the Green Bay Packers to move back two slots. Who will you select? Well, and I have to say, this is not what I would do. This is what I think they would do. It's Broderick Jones, offensive tackle out of Georgia. Mm -hmm. A lot of noise that he had been sliding down boards. And, but... and I'm still not sure that he hasn't. It just seems a lot of the people that tell me that are starting to creep him back up. Look, I don't think that's their biggest need. I, I'll be honest with you, the, the kid out of Northwestern, uh, Adeborier, that could easily be the pick right there. It wouldn't shock me in the least. But that's too high. No, it's not. No, it's not. After his workout at the Combine, he has screamed up boards. And that's what Joe Douglas does. when If, if the tie goes to the big guy, and it's either an offensive lineman, defensive lineman, that's not what I would do. But that's what I think the Jets would do if if they managed to pull off that trade. What would you do? Honestly, I'm not sure I wouldn't take Nolan Smith. I, I could never have enough edge guys. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't think Carl Lawson is long for New York. I think he probably gets another year. But the thought of Jermaine Johnson and Nolan Smith on the edges is just... <clears throat> <laughs> and he could even play linebacker. He's just he's a very multi-talented piece. And yeah, I need to... We need to move on because the more I think about Nolan Smith playing for the Jets, the happier it makes me because he is, I mean, he's a freak of nature. Mm -hmm. And don't worry, he ain't going to last real long either. You are in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, and it is a mock draft Monday. Will Lamar Jackson get moved? Well, uh, he's demanding the trade, so that's why we're doing the mock draft today because it changed things quite a bit. We'll continue with uh, the pre-Lamar Jackson trade mock draft coming up here in just a moment on ESPN Asheville. Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home when it's time to buy. Visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. 
I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years, but the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy on a mock draft Monday, the pre-Lamar. What? Mock draft Monday. You know I can't do that. It hurts my vocal cords. Well, I, mean, um, I screamed at Creighton so aggressively that I sound like boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> the pre-Lamar Jackson trade mock draft here. In the sportsocracy, we have uh, we've worked our way down to number 16. This is the easiest pick of the entire first round. Uh, Kevin, the PRF, who is a Commanders fan, asked if they would consider B. John Robinson to keep him away from Philadelphia. Uh, I'm going to say no, more because that front office has a reputation for absolutely not valuing running backs. And I don't think you can take a player to keep him away from somebody else. I was going to say, you already have two running backs, and the NFL is not really that, hey, let's do this to keep him away from other teams. Yeah, that's more of an NBA thing, which does happen in the NBA, sadly enough. So for me at 16, it's really easy. It's Devin Witherspoon. Well, look, one of these corners is going to fall. I've been told it will be Witherspoon. I'm not 100% sure I understand why, but if he's on the board, I would sprint to the podium and go hey there's my new number one well he's what your number two in this class he is my two yes i have him slightly ahead of joey porter jr solely because he can do porter is one of those that to me fits in a very specific scheme and it's exactly what he's going to get with the arizona cardinals i mean if he was there for washington i'm sure they wouldn't go no let's not do that but he's a better fit with arizona and i think devin witherspoon's a better fit with washington all right and number 17 we have a trade. The Pittsburgh Steelers have this pick. Not. But. Anymore. Now it goes to the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, so Philadelphia uses what to get uh, back They up? go from 30. Uh, they use their pick in the, in the second, or the, their pick at the end of the first round, and 62, they're picking the second round to get up to 17 with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll give you one guess who this is. Bijan. That's exactly who it is. <laughs> Bijan Robinson. And Philadelphia fans should rejoice. And before you tell me, because trust me, Eagles fans love telling me this, how he doesn't value running backs like that. Um, okay, here's my response to that. How he's never had a shot at a running back like that. Uh, because this is the, the second one, Barkley. I mean, he's seen how well that works with a quarterback like Daniel Jones. I get four years of him. Plus the option here. Do I love taking running backs in the first round? No. But this is a different draft. This is a different class, and that is a different dude. You think that offense was dynamic before? Uh, I like Miles Sanders. He's not B. John Robinson. 
and you think you were tough to stop before, uh, good luck. Because mm-hmm. now I have the best offensive line in the league, a gigantic quarterback, and I would argue one of the five best running backs in the league the minute he steps foot in the NFL. Yeah, That's how good Bijan actually is. You didn't always see it at Texas because there wasn't a ton of talent around him. And hopefully the talent is so much that uh, he won't end up on uh, the head coach's uh, poo list like Miles Sanders I, did for some reason. Well, Miles Sanders had some Miles Sanders had some issues that he couldn't necessarily work through, and so it's it's Bijan's a three down back. That's just who he is. This is they they were interested in Dalvin Cook when he was available. He is now not available, from what I'm told. And and to me, this would just be a home run. This takes that trade from New Orleans, multiplies it to the umpteenth degree. And I I know you lost a lot on defense. I've watched Philadelphia just churn out defensive players over the years. So I, I think they'll be just fine. And Bijan just adds a complete new element to your offense. Oops. At number 18, it's the Detroit Lions for their second pick of the first round. Detroit was harder for me right here because there were several players I liked and I didn't know exactly which one I wanted to go with. And then the more I thought about it, it was, okay, in that defense, I need a player that plays on the line, not standing up, not any of those things. They can get pressure on a quarterback. Atatoma Ataborie, edge out of Northwestern. So now you have Ataborie, Aiden Hutchison, Tyree Wilson, James Houston. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah, that's a – I can't say it'll be great day one. It's going to be really good eventually, really fast. Right, and eventually when it matures, it will definitely be good. There are a lot of people that keep making the comparison of Kalijah Cansey to Aaron Donald. I think this gets closer. Really? Well, it's lazy with Cansey because he went to Pittsburgh. Dimensionally, they're the same. Mm-hmm. And he has some tape that would lend itself to that. This kid did this at Northwestern all by his lonesome. Then he went to the combine and proved, I am not of this world. And you just you hear some things when you talk in these circles, and everything I hear about him makes me think Dan Campbell's going to get him in a room, which he already did, and is going to fall in love with him because mm-hmm. he took a private visit to the Lions. They're not taking him at six, so right. 18 makes plenty of sense. Okay, that may seem a little high to some people, but I'm I'm told right now his floor is up like twenty five. All right, the edge rusher out of Northwestern. Go ahead and say it again. Atatoma Atabourie. Yep, that guy going to the Detroit Lions at number eighteen. Number nineteen. Go ahead and do it. It's your team. I'll let you. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Really? Yeah, no. Really? I, I, no. I, I get, I get Fire no, them cannons, by golly, blood more patterns. We got Baker Mayfield as the starting quarterback. Uh, we're not going to be firing many cannons. Uh, no, you're going to be firing uh, head coaches. Yes, I can't wait for that. But I can give you something that will make you happy. Okay. I often say you don't have much what? talent you, well <laughs> yeah I, I walked into that yeah i was gonna say you're on this uh there's no talent left on this team kick no it, it's you have talent in positions that just don't matter right you've got receivers and no quarterback uh and your offensive line is pretty brutal 
Yeah. Uh, but there's not a, there's not an offensive lineman to take here. Now, where I was headed with that is you don't have the pass rush that you think you do. And there's a player that makes just a boatload of sense. I can't wait to hear it. It's Nolan Smith. <gasps> love it's it. Nolan Smith. I love it. He's the kind of malleable piece that, that – and look, I rail on Todd Bowles because I don't think he's a very good coach. Mm-hmm. He is the kind of piece that I could see Todd being able to use because he likes guys that can do multiple things. Mm-hmm. And Nolan can do a little bit of everything. Yes. He can do the Devin White role. He can do the – we've talked about this before – the Levante David role in coverage as a linebacker. He can do the rush the passer thing like Shaq Barrett can. Him ending up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers obviously would make this Bulldogs fan very, very happy. Well, the funny thing is that your second pick is also a Bulldog. I like that, too. Yeah. I like I that didn't too. do that on purpose, either. <laughs> so, number 19, Nolan Smith, the edge rusher out of Georgia, going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I like it. Take a quick break. When we come back from the break, we will uh, we'll, we'll get weird. And then we'll continue with number 20 in today's pre-Lamar Jackson trade mock draft here on a mock draft Monday in the Sportsocracy, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. It is ESPN. Asheville heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Did you know that Ingles sells more organics than any other grocery store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. It is the Sportsocracy, and we are live on ESPN Asheville inside the Ingles studio, and it's time to get weird, uh, and I'm I'm a big ice cream fan. Jeremy is not. For some I don't, reason, I don't like ice cream at all. To be really honest, it's with you. it's one of the weirdest things. I mean, I'll I've eat. Ever a, I will eat a good strawberry ice cream, or a chocolate chip cookie dough, or but I do that about. Like I will never buy the the what is it a gallon pint whatever. It is. Oh yeah, yeah. Never ever. No. Now I'll go to Dairy Queen. I was gonna say. Have you been down to the uh, Tasty Freeze yet? They're open. I I don't know what. Are you serious right now? I don't know what that is. Jeremy Green, you've lived in this city how long, and you've where, never been okay, to Tasty Where Freeze in on this Patton city? Avenue. There it is. There, <laughs> there it is. 
I didn't do Patton Avenue until we until we started working on Patton it's Avenue. The only ice cream shop that you're allowed to go to as an Ashevillian. I mean, uh, come on. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's lovely. I've just, I think I've heard. I mean, wow. people. I've heard people talk about it. Of course you have. I don't know what it is. It's the. It, it, a tasty freeze it's got all of the, the ice cream and the shakes and the good stuff good lord anyhow what if my personality makes you think i would go let's get ice cream yippee skimmy then we'll go to the sock hop and <laughs> stop uh this story and this this happened on uh friday in new hampshire local law enforcement in the u.s food and drug administration are investigating reports of multiple people feeling ill March 17th and 18th after consuming Angelo's Amore brand ice cream at Roots Local Cafe and Catering in Newmarket, New Hampshire. The thing that made them sick was all the THC that was in the ice cream. Oh, no. Some tested positive for THC, uh, the primary psychoactive component in marijuana. The town's police department said in a statement that customers who felt sick checked themselves into regional hospitals for multiple symptoms, including severe dizziness, weakness, and exceptionally high heart rates. One of the patrons remained in the hospital overnight for observation, and another one of the ill individuals was a child. There are a lot of, uh, there's a lot of investigating to do, and I'm sure charges coming from somewhere to figure out how the THC wound up in the ice cream at the Roots local cafe in uh, Newmarket, New Hampshire. Oh, that's not good. I can't wait for the development on that one. Like, what did it, was this someone spiking the ice cream intentionally with THC? Did somebody just drop their stash in the in the mix? I who knows. Don't do crimes. <laughs> We've all heard the famous saying about Greenland and Iceland. They're both named very poorly because Greenland is very icy and Iceland is very green. I've heard that before, yeah. However, Greenland is now ahead of us in one curve. They have completely disbanded daylight savings time. Over the weekend, they switched their col- their, their their clocks one hour forward and they're done forever. No more. No more. Which is exactly what we should be doing because daylight savings time is stupid. All right. A month ago, I would leave here at six o'clock. It was pitch black dark. Mm -hmm. Now it doesn't get dark until like eight 30 and my brain can't figure that out. Okay. Now it gets sunny, like early in the morning. It's, it's all stupid. Okay. And I don't like it. Stop it. There's no reason to do that. The sun determines when it rises. Stop changing the clock to make it fit your schedule. You know where that originally came from? Uh, the trains. We don't do trains anymore, okay? It's not trains. Actually, the, the, the well, the original idea came from Benjamin Franklin. Well. Because it would save on whale oil to light the lanterns. Like, guys, we don't need this yeah, anymore. Yeah, we don't have that problem anymore. <laughs> right. I mean, although, uh, just two years under Joe Biden, it, it, I'm not going to lie, whale oil is it's, it's looking like we might do that again. I, just a joke, folks. Go I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Just a joke. Uh, you are in the sportsocracy, and it is uh we are in the middle of the pre-Lamar Jackson trade mock draft. On a mock draft Monday. Yeah, the big news today. If you're just joining us, Lamar Jackson has demanded a trade from the Baltimore Ravens because they're not willing to pay 
what he wants. And so we're, we're, we're sorting through the fallout here after all of the trades because, well, if you're just joining us, Baltimore traded with Tennessee. Lamar goes to Tennessee. Baltimore gets the 11th pick. They trade 11 and 22, which they already own, up to three to get to the get the Arizona Cardinals pick and draft Anthony Richardson, who will replace Lamar Jackson. All makes sense, right? Number 20 in the first round of the 2023 NFL draft belongs to the Seattle Seahawks. And, and we have several Seahawks fans uh, in the chat. Divine, uh, Eric Miller, and I'm not going to lie. I don't really know how you're going to feel about this. Divine has already said, take Kalijah Kansi, A, too high. Uh, B, you take a defensive tackle with your first pick in the second round. You'll have to stick around until Thursday when the team-by-team mocks come out to figure out which one that is. I have a feeling you'll like it. But there is a player here that I think fits what they do really, really well. Okay. It's Jackson Smith and Jigba. Okay. So he's the other. I've got a really good running team. Right. Really good running ball. Now I have a third weapon. Now hey, you try to do this with Dwayne Eskridge, and I'm not the biggest fan of, of Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's better than that. Yeah, so JSN is now the slot receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. Or or would you put him on the outside? I'd put him, he's, a, he's a slot guy in the NFL. Okay. So I've got DK and Lockett on the outside okay. and Jigba in the slot, and now I'm, I'm, I'm pretty mean throwing the ball. Sure. I'm pretty mean throwing the ball. Geno Smith was very efficient throwing the ball last year. Hopefully, uh, you know, you add another weapon like that, there would be no reason that Geno couldn't put up similar numbers next year. Exactly. I mean, you had two receivers last year, and Geno was that good. What do you think he's going to do with three? And the receiver, I'm not going to say it dries up because it doesn't, but if you wait, if you wait to get that guy, even to that first pick in the second round, the drop-off is significant. Mm-hmm. So here, I use the fact that I pulled off the greatest trade heist in the history of the NFL with the Denver Broncos to, uh, I now got a, a, a phenomenal pass rusher and another weapon for Geno Smith. The 21st pick is the Los Angeles Chargers. I can't stop doing this since Dalton Schultz didn't sign with them. Mm-hmm. And we know how Kellen Moore feels about tight ends. Yep, It's Michael Mayer, tight end out of Notre Dame. Yes, there are several tight ends in this draft. There's only one that really blocks particularly well. But he didn't run that fast. I don't even kind of care. I don't care. Watch the film. I think Mayer comes in as an immediately is immediately a top ten tight end or top eight tight end in this league. And with how much Kellen Moore uses that, I can't get away from doing that. I feel like he helps you on the right side no matter what you do. If it's Sawyer in at guard or right tackle, which is where I would put him, it gives you somebody that can block down. Now I know not only do I have an extra weapon for for Justin Herbert, I have another guy that can help me in the blocking game. I genuinely think Michael Mayer can be George Kittle light. Okay. Just saying a lot because he's bigger than him. But I love Mayer, and I think this is a perfect fit for him. Number 22. The Arizona Cardinals. You, you remember when I said Arizona trades down and then has one of the greatest draft classes you'll ever see in your life? Yep. Uh, they've needed offensive line help for what feels like about 500 years. Mm-hmm. With no Kyler Murray, you better be able to run the ball. You're going to struggle to do that because, well, you're counting on James Conner and there's not a whole lot I can do about that. 
but I can give you a Mahler guard, and his name is Osiris Torrance. The kid out of Florida, Jeremy is really in love with him. Kid. Top 10 player on my board. If I'm Arizona, I'm taking the best player available every time I come up. And it, when when the three-round mock draft tank has already seen this, so he can attest, they did really, really well. It's pretty spiffy. They did really, really, really well. If there is an Arizona Cardinals fan within the uh, sound of our voice, you'd be very happy. You're going to be very happy on Thursday when that drops. Yes. At number 23, the Minnesota Vikings. What does this team need? Biggest need on the team is what? For me, it's not even close. What? Wide receiver. Okay. I've got to have somebody that's not K.J. Osborne to take a little bit of attention off uh, Justin Jefferson. But but K.J. looks so good yeah, late in the season. And that's fine. He's a slot guy, and he's he's the definition of fine. He's fine. I have the ability to take an outside receiver that will terrify you because he can get over the top, and you'll never be able to double Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Zay Flowers, Boston College. I told you this when we did the, the top 13 receivers. It would blow your mind how often he played on the outside because people look at how small he is and they think he has to play in the slot. He doesn't. He can, but he doesn't have to. I love this kid. I've loved this kid since the first time I laid eyes on tape of him, and now he, that's my favorite landing spot for him is with Minnesota because I think that makes that offense formidable enough to compete with, with Detroit. I think you're better than Chicago, and I think you're better than Green Bay mm-hmm. with no Aaron Rodgers. And if Kevin O'Connell is going to do anything with this team, offensively speaking, he's got to replace the weapons that, well, he's got to replace Adam Thielen. Well, somehow. I mean, going from Adam Thielen to Zay Flowers is an immediate improvement. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, Adam Thielen was a great player in the history of your franchise. He's not that guy anymore. Mm-hmm. This is somebody that can win one-on-one, can take pressure off Justin Jefferson, and makes your offense better immediately. I mean, yes, I would love to have a corner. I think you can get one of those later. I know they don't have a second round pick because of the deal with TJ Hawkinson, mm-hmm. but I think you can get one of those later because there's a there's a good number of corners that will come off mid round two to end of day end of day two round three, and I'm I'm not going to get the chance to add another receiver like this later on. Yep. So that brings us to number twenty four. The Jacksonville Jaguars. By the way, can we get some uniformity on pick numbers? Like, does Miami's pick count or no? No, because it it's doesn't. confusing the boo boo kitty out of me. It is not. We skip number. We 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 go. We skip Miami completely. There are only thirty-one picks in the first round. There are thirty-one picks in the first round, but Miami's pick still counts because you skip it. <laughs> I I'm just telling you what the official NFL draft order says. Oh, okay. Every mock draft simulator does it wrong. So I go back through going, I, I, did I get the pick numbers? No, oh, no, it's a stupid pick. It's a stupid Dolphins pick. Anyway. Next up in the first round, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville is one of the weirdest teams in the league to me because I don't feel like you have just a huge need. I have heard, and I've said this on the show before, I've heard they really like Jordan Addison. Mm-hmm. I can't. I, I can't do it. It doesn't make any sense. You're already paying Zay Jones. You've already, you're already paying Christian Kirk, and you got Calvin Ridley coming in here. I cannot give you a fourth receiver in good conscience. Now, if Michael Mayer was here, I could think about a tight end maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, you paid Ingram. Oh, well, you franchise tagged Ingram. 
but he couldn't block me. So I could do that, but I'm not going to. Uh, he's not here. So there is one corner left that to me is worthy of being picked right here. And it doesn't necessarily fit exactly what I've been told they want, which is two, uh, another version of Tyson Campbell. Right. You can't take Keely Ringo this high. It's just, it's too high. And he's the only one that really does that. Agreed. So I'm going to add one that's just freakishly athletic. Deontay Banks out of Maryland. That kid is ridiculously fast. Nobody in this league will outrun him. Now, does he have some uh, some things to round off in coverage? Yes, I had him as an early second rounder before he ran so fast the combine. He's been bumped up a little bit. I, I think he's a little better than Emmanuel Forbes, but he would be an immediate starter as your second corner and allow you to slide Darius Williams into the slot, which you need to because he's about five foot nine. All right. The New York Giants next on the clock. I have a feeling Brian Haynes will like this a lot. You need a weapon of some kind. I get that you brought back Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard and, okay, Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins. and It looks like an expansion group of receivers. You need one guy that's a, that's a legit dog. Mm-hmm. Jordan Addison, USC. Okay. I I really am intrigued by what Brian Dable could do with him in that system. Because he's so fast and he mm-hmm. tracks the ball so well. Mm-hmm. And it just, to me, I need a, because none of the guys that the Giants have right now is a burner. I mean, I'm not saying any of them are slow necessarily. It's just, there's not, I mean, Richie James, yeah, but he's also that big and he doesn't track deep balls well. So I, I need somebody that can take the top off of defense because the way I'm going to win games is by running the ball with Saquon Barkley, hitting a few shots with Daniel Jones over the course of the game, playing good defense. I can draft defensive players as we go along, and I do, because this is the last offensive player I take for the Giants in three Mm -hmm. rounds. I need that one piece that really will scare a safety, get that safety out of the box, and let me pound away with with Saquon Barkley, because you don't have that right now. And and adding that piece with Darren Waller, now I've got two of them that are are real headaches in terms of as a mismatch. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the next layer of that offense to me. Plus, you throw in uh, Wandale Robinson coming back from injury. You got a lot of pieces that Brian Dable could just have a lot of schematic fun with. You got a lot of pieces. There's just not a deep ball threat. And for you to do exactly what it is you want to do, somebody's got to beat you deep. And Jordan Addison does that better than anybody in this class. You are in the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. We will continue the pre-Lamar Jackson trade mock draft next. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business. 
and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. Who's going to break the news? 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 Welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Breaking news out of Chapel Hill. Caleb Love is saying goodbye. He will not be returning to the North Carolina Tar Heels, issuing a statement on social media today saying that uh, his time at UNC has been rewarding and has inspired him to grow on and off the court. He's extremely thankful, blah, 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 blah. Will not be back. We're deciding what to do with my future, whether that be transfer somewhere else or go pro. It's fine. RJ Davis and Mike, I'll be back. That's fine. Absolutely. Uh, Best of luck to you, Caleb. We'll see you around the bend, sir. Yeah, it's time to resume the pre-Lamar Jackson trade mock draft here on a mock draft Monday in the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. And we continue here with the number 26 pick belonging to the Dallas Cowboys. Dalton Kincaid, tight end out of Utah. This is as good of a tight end draft as you will ever see. And I know Mike McCarthy is not... It's not necessarily heavy on this. And there are other players that I think they could take. Since Stephen Jones has been running these drafts, he does have a propensity to just sit there and take the best player on the board, especially one that could be a need, and that is certainly a need. Because Jake Ferguson is not really uh, – it's not putting fear in the hearts of many defenses. And, I, I mean, I, I love what the Cowboys have done, and that's another piece, and that makes that offense really scary. They had a running back later on, too, uh, in the three-round mock draft that I'm sure Cowboy fans will like a lot. Number 27 belongs to the Buffalo Bills. I, I can't let this pass because there's so few of these guys. It's Drew Sanders, linebacker out of Arkansas. Okay. Yeah, you need a corner. You have several young corners. If you're going to do that, I want you to pursue one that's older. I need a vet corner, not another young guy. I, I've already seen it with Kyrie Elam. Uh, the the um, Christian Benmore, something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his, his name's completely out of my head right now. You, you've already got a handful of those guys. I don't really want to add another young one to it. There's not a lineman worth taking right there. They do get one of those later in the draft, though. Number 28, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, one Nation Underground said, if this is Dalton Kincaid, I'm going to be very sad. <laughs> well... It's not Dalton Kincaid, but it is a player that plays the same position. Another tight end. Sam Laporta, tight end out of Iowa. Where He's come out of nowhere. I, but, well, I'll tell you why. Because people watch him. A, Iowa is tight end you anyway. Mm-hmm. B, the more they watch his tape, the more they go, he might be the second best tight end in this class. And he's a physical freak of nature. Oh, yeah, and he can block. And he can actually legitimately block. Uh, he's going in the first round. Uh, I'll put it this way. Last year when I had Trayvon Walker going at one, the guy that told me that just told me if I had to bet on a player that nobody's talking about going in the first round that will, it's Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta. And they won't be shot if he goes ahead of Kincaid and, Mus- and Musgrove. Number 29, New Orleans pick. New Orleans, you get exactly the guy you've been screaming for in the chat. Kalijah Cansey, defensive tackle out of Pittsburgh. Aaron Donald Light. 
I don't see that. I, I think he's a good player. He does have size limitations, but I think he can come in and rush the passer immediately with what you already have in New Orleans. I, I think he's one that would be a plug-and-play starter. I like him better than either of the defensive tackles you've already added, uh, and, and he gives you a pop as a pass rusher that those two don't. Number 30, the Philadelphia Eagles. Nope. The nope. Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, that's right. The, from the, we tra- have the trade. The, the B. John Robinson deal. Yes. Uh, and the reason that Pittsburgh would be willing to do that is because right here they take Anton Harrison, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma. I can't bring myself to take him at 17. Do they need that? Yes, because you don't have a left tackle. And, and he's the one left that can come in and play right away. I think that's enough to solidify the offense. Now you'll be able to run the ball. You're giving Kenny Pickett the best chance to succeed. And you got an extra second-round pick for doing it. That second-round pick could be next year, too, by the way. Uh, Bob Brown pointed that out in the comments. Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh's flush with day-two picks, so they could push that down a year. All right, lastly, here in the first round, number 31 goes to the Kansas City Chiefs. (laughs) You want me to just make you angry? Dewan Jones, tackle out of Ohio State. (laughs) Yeah, see, when you're Kansas City and you don't really have pressing needs, you can just sit at whatever your pick is and take the best player on the board. That's how great teams stay great. I love this kid. I just don't see many teams that are going to jump over themselves to take a right tackle that early. Kansas City will happily let him fall in in their lap. All right, that is the first round of the pre-Lamar Jackson trade mock draft. We will have three or or, uh, individual team three-round mock drafts coming out later on in the week, so be sure to follow us uh, on YouTube. Go to thesportocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel. You'll always get those alerts. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. And uh, it's the top of the third hour of the program. And as we do on every Monday, it's stock up, stock down from the weekend that was around the, the the sports world uh and i'm still on my uh arnie palmer instead of an energy drink which means i slept like duties last night which means in the happy hour let's get nuts yeah you'll see that get popped at some point because usually when that happens it means i'm fading aggressively and i have to make it through the last 58 minutes so we gotta hold the energy drink to the last possible second okay so, first pick, stock up, it. stock down for the weekend. It's my pick. Well, I'll always defer to you have number one pick when I don't even remember what we drafted the last time we did this, <laughs> which is actively where I'm at. Uh, okay. I've right. been locked into mock draft all day because I worked all weekend on one of these. And then the Lamar Jackson thing came out and I went, oh, oh no. <laughs> Got to start all over again. Yeah, Once the wrinkles start to happen. Can we not just have times in the schedule where, where we go, we're going to give you four days where nothing new comes out. We'll allow the Sidney Jones signings to happen. Yep. Maybe stop doing things that are huge chasm shifting things. Uh, one overall winner from the weekend. I'm going to go with Mr. Dusty May. 
You know who that's Dusty a, May that's is. That's a formidable choice. You know who Dusty May is. I do. If you've been paying attention to the NCAA tournament, Dusty May is the head coach of the Florida Atlantic Owls, who has now led his team to the Final Four. We have Final Four matchups of San Diego State and Florida Atlantic. Yes, one of those teams will be playing in the national championship. That's okay. The, have you ever seen a, an angry lion get fed at the zoo and they're just throwing it dead critters? Uh, that's going to be your national title game because UConn is going to be on the other side of that. Ah. And they are hurting people's feelings. Yeah, I mean, they are. I mean, they are killing everybody that I'll they give played you 10 in the to NCAA one tournament. For anything you want. On any team but UConn, because that's who I'm taking. Yeah, I think I saw earlier today that the Vegas line was like minus 135 on on Connecticut to cut down the Nets. Yeah, that would be in a stupid book, because in the books that I that I deal with, they're about minus 250. Wow. Because they're not going to lose. And that may have changed since I saw the number earlier. It may be even worse than that. But Dusty May taking the Florida Atlantic Owls to the uh to the final four. I mean, this is this is the kind of bump that a coach at 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 that level you'll see him get a major job here pretty soon. Much like uh oh, I don't know, another coach in the uh in the final four this year, Jim Laranaga did. When oh, he yeah. took George Mason to the final four and then shortly after that ended up with the Miami Hurricanes. Weird. Uh and now he has a completely bought and paid for roster. No judgment. It's completely legal. You're allowed. Mm -hmm. He's in the Final Four again. Yep. And now he's going to be a big old speed bump for the fighting Dan Hurleys, <laughs> who are my biggest winner of the weekend. That team is evil. I don't know that I've ever seen a team. that They're not just beating you. They're physically embarrassing good teams. Mm-hmm. They've so, won every one of their playoff or their uh, tournament games by 22 and a half points on average. So Amy and I went down to the Village Porch, 51 North Merriman Avenue. Great place to watch a game, and you never know. You might just catch me there. We went down at halftime. I stopped paying attention for about four minutes. It felt like about four seconds. Gonzaga was down four when I turned my head. I looked back, they were down 17. I mean, in nothing flat, and it's a boat race. They came out of the break and looked like an NBA team. And I don't have great uh, analysis on why that is, other than they just spaced the floor so well. And and that's a credit to, to Dan Hurley. I wanted to make him the winner here, but I can't do that because I got breaking news. Oh, breaking news. Who's going to break the news? And this is my second winner of the weekend, Rodney Terry. The University of Texas has agreed to a five-year contract to make Rodney Terry the full-time coach of the school, removing the interim tag that was placed there after they let Chris Beard go. Yeah, I feel like you had to do that. After I, I, and look, I hate doing that. I, I really do. I hate it. But, man, I like him so much. I was going to say, does there not come a time where the guy's earned it? Where he's oh, no, earned he's, the he's chance totally to earned it. I'm guy. not in any way saying he didn't earn it. Okay. I'm saying these tend to end horribly 
Name me the last time the loyal longtime assistant got promoted, especially in college basketball, mm -hmm. and it even kind of worked. It'll work for a year. It'll work for two. You're about to say Duke and Carolina. That was a coach in waiting. They would have been coaches other places. Right. Rodney Terry got fired at Fresno State because he was bad, but bad, bad, but bad, bad. Now, somehow he had eight lunches with Chris Beard, and all of a sudden he's a great coach. I struggle to believe that. But he really did galvanize this team, and I hated to see them lose. Not just because I'm not. Look, I'm a lifelong Florida State fan, okay? So it's hard for me to give Miami credit. Mm hmm. Despite the fact they had their men and women's teams in the Elite Eight, the men are going to the Final Four. Good for you, okay? It's hard for me to give you credit sometimes. Well, it's it was, just that stupid you thing. Yeah. It was the biggest uh, sporting event going on over the weekend, so a lot of basketball picks being made here, and I'll, sti I'll stick with uh, college basketball. And a winner of the weekend for me, has to be the guy that I mentioned a minute ago, Jim Laranega. It's good to see Jim Laranega. I mean, he's a hell of a coach. Oh, he's phenomenal I've always coach. loved him since he came in. I hated him, obviously, because of the George Mason thing, because they knocked out Carolina to get to the Final Four. Uh, hated him because of that. But then since he I came into Miami. I hate him because of that. Well, I mean, because it's, it's, it's just, you have to. Yeah, they beat you. Yeah. You, you Fan short for fanatic, exactly. which is short for lunatic, which is short for crazy person. Exactly. He comes into the he comes into the ACC, has been coaching Miami and has been doing a phenomenal job. I mean, winning ACC championships off and on with this team. It's something that Miami never had before. Jim Laranega with a trip to the final four here with Miami, maybe a national championship title of title game appearance and if that happens maybe a national championship because they would have to take on florida atlantic or san diego state in the final well i mean if they be there's only one problem of a national title appearance it's whatever you had to pay the devil when you made the deal with him because you ain't beating you jim laranaga just a, a piece of advice from a tampa bay buccaneers fan it's worth it take the deal just whatever it is take the deal win the national championship don't let UConn have it. Yeah, it's not going to be pleasant because it's going to be a, it's a, a whale of an ask. <laughs> uh, Jim Laranega is uh, another winner of the weekend for me. I mean, leading his team back from a, was a 12-point, 13-point deficit in the second half to come back and win in the Elite Eight, advance to the Final Four. Hats off to Jim for, uh, for making that happen. And then... The thing that had my eyeballs most th more than anything else this weekend in sports, um, it was NASCAR. I thought it was a great race at the uh, the circuit of, uh, oh, wait, of the did, Americas. Oh wait, did they NASCAR this they weekend? Didn't. I didn't even know that. they did. It was oh. it was the, it was the road course, man. The circuit oh, of the Americas, love it. Oh, I can't believe them is that. I they're love driving road around course like racing. they're in traffic. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, I love road course racing. It's way better than any other brand of racing, in my opinion. Ugh. Super speedway out. out. Small tracks, they're fun. Road courses, I love it. And that's to, the that's actually the first time those words have ever been said by anyone ever. What road course racing is really where it's at, especially with somebody talking about NASCAR. <laughs> uh, if you're talking about like some of these other series that do this all the time, okay, maybe there's people that like that. There, you're the first person that likes NASCAR I've ever met that likes road courses. 
I think most of them, fun. it's just okay. I will be rejoining our NASCAR family next week. <laughs> Not for me. Uh, I will. T- I will make it. I will. I will specifically tune in for the road course races. The rest of it, I mean, you're all just going in the same. You know, going in the same direction, and it's just it's just ridiculous. Turn left. Just turn the wheel left. I like road course races. Tyler Reddick came up with the win this weekend, so hats off to him for getting another victory uh, on a road course. Oh, does that mean it's my turn? Yep. Sweet, because my two are really easy because they're both stock downs. Uh, Stock down literally for CBS uh, because may God have mercy on your soul of what this rating looks like (laughs) with the Florida Atlantic Owls and the San Diego State Aztecs. Uh, I, I cannot wait to see how bad this number is going to be, and it's going to be awful. Mm-hmm. The other loser, and I feel like they're a loser pretty much any time they do what they do, officials. Congratulations. You found a way again to make yourselves the narrative because you cannot help but do it. I swear when people put on official shirts, it, it's almost like it's almost like the day you sign up for Insecure Graham and you're like, oh, I just need people to look at me at all times. I'm going to go on a rant about that later. I'm going to save it. But that was a little taste of it. Because officials are the worst. Yep. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the last second and a half of Creighton San Diego State was one of the most poorly officiated things I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. And that's a high bar. As somebody that played this game and coached it. All right, stock down for me. Uh, I'm going Kyrie Irving. Kyrie. Oh, that was my fifth one. <laughs> I didn't think I had to take him early. Kyrie Irving, man, this uh, this this Dallas experiment, it didn't take too long, and now, um, I mean, I'm gonna I, I I'm gonna say this. I don't feel like this is a spicy take. Uh, is there another team that's ever gonna give him money? I can't believe teams keep doing it. I, I mean, at some point, he, he has is to prove an the- absolute cancer right and i can't believe teams still go well he'll be different here he's played for a sixth of the teams in the nba never ended well never once and now lucas sounds like he's writing his own obituary of i've just lost my joy of course he has who was the one that said i lost my smile team oh Oh, is that Shawn Michaels? Like way back in the day, I lost my smile when he retired and gave up the title to Bret Hart. Maybe if that's accurate, I am so impressed. I remember that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I can't answer that one for you. Oh, I've got another one. Yeah, that's why I'm staring at you. Well, you know, um, you know what? I gotta go. I, I, I this is not really stock up stock down but i feel it needs to be mentioned and i'm gonna go you know what stock up because that's what we all we all hope for the best and all the thoughts and prayers going out to a good friend of this program and a good friend of this station a member of the north carolina broadcasting team former tar heel great obviously national champion in 1993 eric montross uh announced over the weekend that he has been diagnosed with cancer he's going to be going through cancer treatments and such and uh, obviously he is in chapel hill so he's going to get some of the best medical care absolutely that uh, that is av- available to him so thoughts and prayers to eric montross all the family 
and um, hoping for a speedy recovery, good outcomes for him. Uh, okay, my last one, and I feel like this was I, – I feel like this was the layup we hadn't taken it yet. My last stock up is for Lamar Jackson because he woke up this morning. He rolled out of his bed, put his feet on the floor, and chose violence of I am tired of this and I'm going to accelerate it right now one way or the other. And I'll be honest with you, there are a lot of tentacles that could go past that because I would say that's a stock up for him, for Anthony Richardson, and probably for Will Levis. Before this news, I had no idea how Will Levis was going to go inside of the top 10. Mm -hmm. Now, I can't see a way he doesn't. No matter what happens, I can't figure it out. Because now you got another player that's going to need a quarterback because I don't think there is a reunion here with Baltimore. Interesting you would go stock up on that one. I so stock up for me because you're at least getting close. Okay, think about how badly we hate Aaron Rodgers, just on the whole. Mm -hmm. the, the average fan in our YouTube comments, how badly do they hate Aaron Rodgers? You know why? Because we've talked about his ayahuasca soaked – I said his name. He's on conversation probation. <laughs> I apologize. I will, I swear I will do. Uh, I'll do better in the future. But that's what what drove us crazy is that he made himself the story forever. And Lamar threw a roadblock in it and went, "Okay, I'm done. I'm done playing your game. Now you're going to play my game because I have a Twitter account. I have followers, and now I'm going to let it be known. I want out of here. And the thing I've yet to hear anybody else say, he kept that completely quiet for 25 days. In this era of media, that is a small miracle. Wait, he knew about this for a month? He requested the deal on March 2nd. Did he really? It's March 27th, and nobody had reported that he officially asked for a deal. Interesting. That's a small miracle. And he got 25 days in and went, I'm done. Mm-hmm. So, in, yeah, it's a stock up for me. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. The Sportsocracy. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. 
Welcome back into the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. And yes, Jeremy, you are correct. Once again, your 1990s WWE trivia never fails. It was Shawn Michaels with the I Lost My Smile speech back in 1997 where he said he's been injured and he's just got to step away. Wasn't that where he had to give up the title to Bret Hart and he didn't want to? Like, No. no. Or he had to give it up. No, somebody. I think you're. you're I, I think you're thinking of the uh, Montreal screw job. No, no, no. I remember that one. That one. He was supposed to give the title up to somebody, and he refused to do it. And he came up with this. Oh, I'm hurt. I lost my smile. And really, it was. <laughs> I'm doing so many crimes. Uh, they ended up making Psycho Sid the champion after uh, after HBK stepped away. Yeah, it was himself. He went to find himself. I don't know that he went to any darkness retreats or anything. Uh, nope. Well, he did, but it was a completely it was, different it was kind. A completely different kind of retreat. Uh, and then, and then his best years came after that. It is the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, and um, today at the owners' meetings down in Phoenix, you got. All manner of uh, NFL officials and team officials stepping up to the microphone, talking to the media, and John Lynch sat down with the media, and uh, they, of course, asked the question, what are you going to do about your quarterback situation? And he said the one thing that I kind of felt like he was going to say at some point, Brock Purdy has earned the right to be the starter of this team. Okay. So I read this. And my brain immediately went to, wait a minute, aren't you the one that wanted Trey Lance in the first place? Didn't we talk about this at nauseum that Kyle Shanahan wanted Mac Jones? Famously messed up a mock draft of mine that I would have won in the media contest if I had just followed my heart, but Mm -hmm. I didn't. I can't believe John Lynch said this out loud because now it has subjected you to, okay, then why did you give up all these picks for Trey Lance? If you're just going to tap out, oh, we thought you've seen I mean, three games. Yeah, and, and and you know what? We weren't planning on Brock Purdy coming in and being as good as he was. But after you go seven and one with a team, I can't bench you for a guy who's played three games. I get that we we gave up all this draft capital to you, but what in the end, what difference really did it make? I mean, I know you lost out on some of those picks, but still. You're still yeah, one of the best teams. Of picks. Yeah, but you're still one of the best teams in the NFL or in the NFC. We're contenders. So what is your ceiling? Is what's your ceiling with Brock Purdy? Who's by the way is coming off an injury. Let's say he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Let's say he wasn't coming off an injury. Mm-hmm. What's the high side for San Francisco? NFC Championship game. Okay. That's the, uh, that's the high side to me. Yeah, out. My roster's too good for that. Your high side with Trey Lance could be Super Bowl. Maybe. Because he's got that kind of talent. That's why he took him at three. And so now you have just walked yourself into exactly what Crazy Blade just said in our comments. If I was if I was Trey Lance, I would ask, should I even be here? Mm-hmm. Like, can we not get me somewhere else? Because you obviously don't. You don't seem to appreciate me at all. I waited behind Jimmy. Jimmy got hurt because Jimmy gets hurt. My question would be, why should we appreciate you? 
you haven't done anything for us since you got here. And that would be one thing if we didn't, if every person like me didn't specifically say, this is the rawest prospect in this class and it's not close. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to have this quick of a trigger, you should never have traded up in the first place. Ever. And so now I feel like John Lynch is going to, and he should, be catching a lot of flack for this because you put yourself in a really bad situation. Really bad. And I won't be shocked if they make a move on Trey Lance. I'm, I won't be shocked if he wants a move. Mm-hmm. Of There are plenty of teams, Baltimore, um, <laughs> excuse me, that could use a, a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. If Trey Lance was in this class, how high would he go? To Let you. me guess one. No. Oh. He wouldn't go over Bryce Young. He wouldn't go over CJ Stroud. But he's three. And I would say pretty comfortably. I would say he's pretty comfortably three. Okay. So, I mean, there's a team out there that, that would be willing to, to make a move on him. And if this is where you're at, you sign Sam Darnold. So, I, I think this is where I run into problems with when some of these guys talk. And it's not that I don't want you to be honest. I just want you to be smart. And this was there was nothing about this comment that was intelligent to me. If that's how you feel, don't say anything. Don't say a thing. Mm-hmm. You make a move on Trey Lance in the offseason, great because you just devalued your asset. Uh, I mean, all right, so give me a team that needs a quarterback. You're Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, Somebody said in the comments. If I'm Tampa Bay and I want to make a move on your quarterback, mm-hmm. did you not just give me everything I need to know that you don't believe in him, that you've completely tapped out? Because if you thought there was a snowball's chance in Atlanta of him being your franchise, you wouldn't have said that. I would agree. You also wouldn't have signed Sam Darnold. Because that just it was more asking for problems. Mm-hmm. Because there are still people, <clears throat> like me, that believe in Sam Darnold. And you could have signed Jacoby Brissett or uh, made a, 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 a push for C.J. Beathard or, or Nick Mullins or somebody that at least knows the system. Mm-hmm. And instead you're adding more quarterbacks to the room. And at some point, do we not have to look at John Lynch and go, you've had a quarterback issue every single year you've been here. As good as this roster is, you've had a kerfuffle at quarterback every year. Mm-hmm. That's on you. You're doing this. Well, it's a little bit of bad luck. I mean, obviously, with the injuries that have, have beset that quarterback room. Well, it would be bad luck if it wasn't for the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo had been hurt every single year he's been in the league. Mm-hmm. So I, just, I thought it was a stupid comment. I, I think you're going to live to regret it. And I wouldn't be shocked if that caused a little dissension between him and Shanahan. This was your guy. Every report we got was that Trey Lance was John Lynch's guy, and mm-hmm. he is the one that's winning out here. Well, I mean, what what is it you always say? I mean, time gives you the opportunity to change your mind. And, I mean, would would John Lynch be thought as less of a leader, less of a less of a football mind if he if he if he if he didn't realize that maybe this was a mistake? I I have no issue with you realizing it's a mistake. I also would be remiss if I didn't point out this is about the eighth time that he's gone to a podium somewhere and said something real, real stupid in terms of NFL lexicon because you're devaluing your own asset. There's a reason nobody ever does that. And so, yeah, you've propped up Brock Purdy, and now you've got Trey Lance over here going, what the – what, what do I do now? Am I just supposed to come show up to OTAs and be the good little soldier after I've already done this for Absolutely. two years? You, you come in and you compete. 
yeah, you compete and, for the starting a, job and you and, beat him out. And as a type A personality, I'll just go ahead and tell you, uh, you have given me, you have put me in nothing but bad situations since I've been on this roster. And now you just threw me under the bus for a, 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 a mediocre little game manager that every team in the league passed on five times or more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good. I, I'm I'm good and I want out. Go. And you're not going to get squat for me because you just opened your mouth. Well, you're not worth squat to begin That's with. That's not even kind of true. I mean, that's not even kind of true. To me, it is. I mean, you've, you've played seven in a, you've, you've played seven high level games in three years. And five of them were as an injury replacement for the quarterback that you put me behind. You traded up all that draft capital and stuck me behind an injury prone quarterback that doesn't do any of the same things that I do. Then you kept the playbook exactly the same. And I got hurt. And I got hurt because you were asking me to be our fullback. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, and I'm Seacrest out. And I'll be honest with you, if I was a quarterback in the NFL, I'm good. I'm good. You churn through them. You've had more starters than every team in the NFL over the last eight years, save two. And both of them are dumpster fires. Mm -hmm. I'm out. And to me, this makes John Lynch look... This makes that Trey Lance thing look even dumber than it did at the time. And if you remember, I hated it then. Oh, yeah. I couldn't figure out for the life of me why you would give up that much. I got it with the raw talent, but you had a win-now roster, and you're taking a quarterback that needs developing, and now you're getting impatient. Yep. Mm, yeah, it seems awful predictable because I predictabled it. Mm-hmm. They gave up a lot of capital to get him, but how long do you hang on to that dream? And how do you know? I don't know. I mean, John Lynch, he spoke the truth today, in my opinion. Seven and one as a starter, you deserve to be the guy until you prove that you can't do it anymore. Or, oh, by that philosophy, Trey- Tim Tebow should still be starting in the NFL because he was a winner as a starter. Yeah, and your ceiling is very low, much <laughs> like it is with Brock Purdy. <laughs> You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. Tired of getting dinged? by monthly fees on your checking account? You need Simple Checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Did you know that Ingles sells more organics than any other grocery store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. This is the Sportsocracy, and it's time for the most important message of the day. Don't do crimes! Yeah, let's go to Florida, because, I mean, that's that's where all crimes go to live, right? Uh, or Chicago or New York, which is where my story's from. The Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office got a call around 9.14 yesterday morning 
as uh, some folks in the neighborhood were a little little upset because there was a naked woman running through the neighborhood naked yeah she was uh she was naked they go to investigate and i uh, apparently at some point she climbed a tree so they found the Certain naked things you should never do whilst naked <laughs> right. and that's one of them they found squats also very high on that list <laughs> they found the naked woman in the tree and then through some you know questions once they got her down like hey where'd you come from what are you doing you know it led them to a nearby residence where they go into the residence and they found a dead body and it's now the woman who was naked in a tree is wanted for murder or at least she's a she's a person of interest in the murder investigation but 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 they had but they had her and she was naked which means she had committed a crime which means she should not be wanted <laughs> she should be being held and detained on she suspicion is. of she things is. she is she is uh but there again the uh just being naked in public ended up being yeah there's some more serious charges behind all of this uh potentially she is thought to be involved with the other woman's death it is not known what her role is yet police are still investigating down there in west palm beach my story is from new york city it's about a man named filippo bernardini he has been well known to in, do crimes. Uh, to do, uh, to, he's been well known to do crimes, but he's. But they didn't know he was doing crimes. He has been well known in the literary industry for quite some time. Hmm. But people didn't know who he was. Okay. So apparently, this guy had tried to get an, a, a job in publishing, didn't get anywhere. But he was an intern when he was younger, and he found out that authors send unpublished versions of their books to publishers. So he, he developed this bright idea when he couldn't get hired. He spoofed the email address of a publisher and sent an email to an author asking for the unpublished version of their book. Mm -hmm. It wasn't done yet. It was still being workshopped. We started stealing them. Over the course of the last seven years, he had stolen over four hundred literary works wow and the thing that always confused people about this person he didn't sell them he didn't sell them he didn't do anything nefarious with them they just disappeared hmm. well the fbi finally uh, got wise to this set up a sting figured out who he was busted him and he was just sentenced on thursday to one count of wire fraud weird because he didn't actually commit a crime he misrepresented himself, which is a crime and they didn't charge him for, which I, I, I guess that's what the wire fraud, wire fraud count is. Mm -hmm. He didn't do anything with them. So he didn't benefit financially. An unpublished work is not actually a tangible asset in the eyes of the federal government. So he didn't really commit any crime. When they asked him why he did this, he said he loved reading books. And he figured out this was the best way to get unpublished works. It also made him feel like he was a member of the industry. Interesting. So he would I just feel like that's more crimes than because he's going to do six months in. Or no, no, no. He was sentenced to time served. 
He avoided prison on the felony charge. And prosecutors had asked for uh, significantly more time than that. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like that's more like a deal. Was it say. wasn't a plea. He went all the way to sentencing. He went to trial and was convicted. Okay. But they couldn't charge him with anything because he didn't actually, in the eyes of the law, do anything. Do anything. So he was just getting the unpublished works, reading, reading them, them, and, and then, then just being nothing. done with them. So where's the harm? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Well, right? because some of these got shelved because they thought they had been stolen. Uh, and so the publisher's not going to put the money into the work if they think some other publisher has it in hand. And that's where they were trying to convince a court that there was a crime. Right. And apparently they failed in doing mm. that. Interesting. It is the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. So we got a Final Four set. Woo. Coming up on Saturday. It's going to be a banger. Yeah. The yeah. Florida Atlantic Owls and the San Diego State Aztecs. Yeah. Winner obviously advancing to the national championship game. The other matchup is going to be, I feel like it should be the must watch game of the two. But the Which way. Which is funny because the line is much bigger on the other. But the way that UConn has been playing. I don't really like Jim Laranega and the Miami Hurricanes chances, but Miami and UConn in the other national semifinal game, it is the, what it's the first time in like ever, I think that there's never been a seed higher than four in the final four. It's the first time we had no ones in the elite eight. Might've said that going into the tournament mm-hmm. of this is the weakest group of ones I've ever seen. Unfortunately, my my Blue Jays didn't uh, didn't get all the way to the finish line. No, it was quite a run though. Those of you that don't know, I had a very aggressive ticket on Creighton and a slightly less aggressive ticket on Texas, and those both crashed and burned against the Rocks about eight o'clock last night. Right, just I have nothing, no reason left to watch. No reason left to care. Yeah. And I feel like the majority of the country feels that way as well. 100%. Uh, I, I mean. there These are three no-name schools mm-hmm. in terms of national following. and UConn. In basketball especially. It, well, that's what I was talking about. Right. And then UConn, which has in large part a very regionalized fan base. Woo. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like CBS's worst nightmare. If you'd ask them going into the tournament, what is the worst humanly possible Final Four we could have? I'm not sure they could have done worse than this. I don't. No one would have ever guessed this. Mat, these matchups in a Final Four. It's ugly. It's ugly, and it's gonna get ugly. And I don't. I I want to see a positive here. I'm trying. I've I've been trying to come to grips with this. Like, is this good for college basketball? Good is this Lord bad no. for college basketball? I think it's good in some senses, especially when you think of the recruiting and stuff that these smaller schools can do. Because you can prove at this day and age, anybody can have a shot to make it to the uh, to to the Final Four. But that's yeah. a hell. Of, but that's a hell of a stretch. Like, oh, no doubt. I want it. We talk about this all the time. I want to see blue bloods. I want to see big names. I want to see stars. The biggest star left in uh, the final four is who? Isaac Wong. I would have accepted Isaac Wong or uh, Adam Sonogo. 
from that UConn. was the other one I considered. Right. Like those are the two biggest stars left. And most basketball fans don't know who either of those two people are. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is – look, I heard Jay Billis earlier on, on Dan Patrick, and he was talking about how the, the, the one-and-dones are, are good for the game and, and Zion Williamson carried the sport for a year. That was eons ago in terms of where we're at with, with this sport. I'm not so sure that it's not in a death spiral. And people will say that's a weird thing to say coming off of, you know, they had some very high viewership numbers. Mm -hmm. They do every single year. Mm -hmm. And you know why? Because you have your bracket. And I now feel like we're, I feel like this five years in a row that if you finished, if you won your, your, your bracket contest at work, you either did it based on the mascots or you're not very good at this. Mm -hmm. Although if you've done it five times, then I guess you are pretty good at this and you (laughs) might be a witch. Right. It's just I, I I don't see a I don't see a draw here. I mean, look, I love basketball, but the best game of the weekend was was ruined by officials. Creighton San Diego State was ruined by officials. There's two horrifically bad calls in a row. Horrifically bad, mm-hmm. and, and you know what? We can do this right now. Because I, I said this on Twitter, and a bunch of people were like, well, that was a foul. Not in that game, it wasn't. Because you didn't call that game that way for 39 minutes and 58 seconds. It's the only thing we've asked officials since I was playing this game. Just be consistent. I don't care what you do. Mm-hmm. Because if you had been calling that over the course of the entire game, there's a good chance that I don't do it. But if you've let me get by with it for 39 minutes, then yeah, I'm going to put my hand on his hip and try to yep. modify the shot. Yep. Yen called it the whole game. There'd been 11 fouls called in the entire second half. And then in the most in the penultimate part of this game, all of a sudden now you decide, well, we've gone too far. Yeah. No, Mr. Official, whose name nobody cares about. You just made this game about you. And you do this over and over and over again. Why do we watch sports? Because they're fun. Competition. It's great. And that's... Thrill of victory. Agony of defeat. Yeah, awesome. We watch sports because we either have an emotional attachment to something in it. What was the last emotional attachment you had in this tournament? Maybe wanting Mark Few to win one? Furman. That's Furman was the last one for me. Furman was probably the last one I had. So you don't have the emotional the emotional tug because your team is almost invariably out. Mm-hmm. Then you get to the betting angle. The betting angle is fun until you completely screw me for the 58,000th time. And eventually, and I, and I can tell you, I'm in a lot of gambling circles of people going, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I, I'll do the first round games, but when you get to this point, it's, it, it's basically like throwing darts at a board. Because there is, outside of UConn, I cannot legitimately make the argument that any of these three teams are better than teams they've beaten. They're all three luckier than teams they've beaten. And you just get to this point and go, why do I care? Mm-hmm. And I can't, I mean, I'm going to bet on it, but I shouldn't because I'm going to be in the same anger that I'm in right now. Right. So, I mean, I think this sport's in, in real legitimate trouble. And it's it's time to go back to the bargaining table with the NBA and go, look, these one and dones aren't doing us anything. Right. Brandon Miller was the best player in this tournament unequivocally, and I can argue the reason his team did not make it to the Final Four is because of him. Mm -hmm. In the history of this tournament, how many players have ever shot below 20% from the field on more than 40 attempts? 
I don't know. In all the years we've been doing this. Two. It's one, and it's Brandon Miller. Okay. It's the first time it ever happened. I- I'm good. I- I'm just I'm good on every bit of this. I don't need the guy that floats in here and, and in large part causes a lot of problems. For you to be here for five months, for you almost invariably never win. Mm-hmm. And I heard Jay Billis this morning say, "There's well, there's not that many teams that can get one and dones. And in large part, they don't win. It's not about talent. Right. Look at look at Kentucky over the last few years. How many one and dones have been recruited to Kentucky? And Kentucky's barely competitive at the national at the national level. You know, mm-hmm. on the national scale." What was it a few years back? They went in as an eight seed and ended up making it to the final four. Yeah, I mean, they've missed right. the tournament two of the last four years. Right. It's, Carolina's it, missed the it's tournament. It's the same thing. They get in these, uh, you know, they get in these freshman recruits. It takes a while for the season to get going, for you to click, for you to figure out what your mojo is, and then maybe you can turn it into a uh, in, into a run late in the season. Uh, common sense ain't common, which by the way is my new favorite name that I've ever seen in our YouTube chat. Uh, when Alabama was defeated, all my interest went to squat. Uh, I agree. The NCAA has to do a better job in trying to gain interest for fans during, during, during this playoff time. That's the thing is that now you've only got a few brands. So you're only going to be able to say, sell the name on the front of the Jersey so much. Well, the top 20 players in every recruiting class are either going to the G league. They're going to overtime elite or they're showing up. They're here for five months and then they're off to the draft. There's no emotional attachment there, mm-hmm. none whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so I and I don't disagree with Jay Bills very often. He's one of the only dookies that I can tolerate most of the time. But I vehemently disagree. I think college basketball needs to go to the NBA and say, "Look, you want these high school kids back? You want Bronny James back? You want uh, you can have them, but the ones that come to us, they're staying here for three years mm-hmm. because this has become completely the wild wild west. Because even the ones that stay." a third of them are ending up in the transfer portal and around they go. I was playing a a fun game just by myself watching the games over the weekend. How many of the players that were high level players over the last four days started somewhere else? I mean, Mark Sears in Alabama, all these guys that were huge roles. Isaiah Wong was at Kansas state Mm -hmm. with, with Marquise Noel. And he moved on because he wanted to be a point guard. And you just look at this and go, why Why am I supposed to care? There is absolutely nothing you are doing to tug on my heartstrings at this level. And that's why I said, I'll be honest with you, I like low major and mid-major basketball way better than I do the high majors. I'm a lifelong Florida State fan. Obviously, my, my ties to West Virginia, I love them too. Mm-hmm. I could count probably on one hand the number of halves of basketball I watched. Now, Florida State was awful, and West Virginia barely made the tournament. But I didn't have an attachment to any of these players. I mean, Caleb Bills because he's from here. Deontay Green because he's from here. Right. That's it. I mean, I want those two guys to do well. Caleb Mills and I went to the same high school. So, I mean, I I would love for them to do well. I don't have an emotional attachment to Florida State. Could they get into a tournament and have some fun run like San Diego State did here? Sure. I, I also look at San Diego State and go, good for you. The year Florida State would have been a one seed in the COVID year, San Diego State would have been two. Mm-hmm. They they would have been another one of the ones, so I I, I would love to see them win it. They're not going to, and, and I just think this is a model that is almost ir, it's almost irrevocable at this point. That I, I don't know what you're supposed to do. 
you eliminate the one and dones, that'll that'll go a long way to it, in my opinion. Well, the COVID the, year needs to be done too. Oh yeah, that should be going out out. The I mean, door. the fact Armando Baycott and RJ and look, I love them both, but the fact you're coming back is really stupid. Not for you because this is probably the highest earning years of your life. Bingo. I'm glad you said it because I was going to. I mean, and that's all well and good. I, I had I, I was I was having a conversation with somebody the other day uh, about how much these guys are making, and that's all well and good. I fought this tooth and nail. And it wasn't because these guys didn't deserve to to make money. That was never the argument I was making. The argument I was making is that once you take this, once this toothpaste comes out of the tube, you can't get it back. Now the schools mean nothing. This is like NBA free agency, and nobody's safe from it. So why do I care? I, I form an emotional attachment to a guy. Florida State's got five guys in the portal right now. The season's not even over yet. So why would I care? Until you fix the sport, don't be shocked when you keep getting this. Mm -hmm. Between bad officials, the transfer portal, coaches just bouncing around like ping pong balls. I mean, and now they've become open and honest about it. I mean, Tobin Anderson knew definitively he was taking the Iona job while he's still on this Cinderella run with Fairleigh Dickinson. Mm -hmm. Because Rick Pitino was the worst kept secret I've ever seen in my life. And it's, it's unfortunate because this is a... I remember watching having the uh, the television rolled in during the ACC tournament when I was in school. Mm -hmm. You tell that to kids now, and they would look at you and go, "What in the world is the ACC tournament?" <laughs> and you know I'm right. Yeah, absolutely. Times times are different. It is the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. That's going to do it for us on this Monday afternoon. Um, be back with you tomorrow at three, right here in the Ingles Studio.